What up? What up? How's it going? We are back with Silver Screen Breakdowns. I'm Alex. Hey, I'm just Scott. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we got a dope movie to break down. We're breaking down Draft Day 2014 movie with Kevin Costner. And this is in honor of the NFL draft. It's in honor of fantasy football drafts that are getting started right now. And uh, Dynasty drafts, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I want to hear from you. This was uh, your first time, like, really getting into the movie. What were some of your uh, initial thoughts before we start getting into some of these scenes? So should I wait? For my first discrepancy, it's a pretty big one. No, get it right off the bat. The, okay. this, pod, this podcast, there's no spoiler alerts. This movie okay, came yeah, out yeah, eight yeah. years ago. Okay, so I love, like, I always loved Any Given Sunday because it showed, like, the background of how you heard players party. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they kind of showed a little bit of the background of, of like, how management and ownership, you know, has to congregate with the with head coaches and on, on their players and and contracts, et cetera. Right. This one, it's actually NFL got their hands in it. So to the best of their ability, they're emulating everything that goes on from the phone calls to the relationships between the head coach to uh, 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 to um, the owners to you know to, to the the GM to uh, nostalgia, like you know, like. You know, like, uh, uh, you know, because uh, his pops passed and he was a legendary coach for the Browns, whatnot. You know, there's all these different things that go on. And I love it because, you know, it adds a cool story. You know, I mean, obviously the pa- the, the players are all fictional uh, uh, that they're talking about. But like, you know, there are there are some players that, that are there, there's some key uh, factors in this movie that are from real life, like Rich Eisman. And a, a, a buddy from a, who does the 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 Monday Night Halftime for ESPN, Chris Berman. I mean, man, the, Berman, pretty much right? the movie like starts. Well, I guess doesn't start with him, but pretty Literally early got, yeah. in the movie, you know, this uh, draft day is upon us, and two hundred mm-hmm. and blah 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 players are gonna make it into the NFL, and you know, and all that. And just and then you know you have you know uh, Deion Sanders, and 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 you, and you have the likes of. Even Roger Goodell playing himself. And then you, know you know who else we got? Bitch ass Chucky. He's on there for a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bitch ass Chucky's on there. Mike Mayock's on there. They're all, you know, because back then they used to do the scouting. They were like, you know, the QB, QB uh class, uh, a QB classroom that was um that was uh, Chucky's Rude. joint. And then Mike yeah. Mayock, he just he was the guy that was the NFL's lead, you know, college scout or whatever. But like so now they get to simulating the draft. You know, like, like I said, it's a little spoiler. I just because it's just the biggest problem I had with the movie is when Roger Goodell <laughs> steps out there and everybody's cheering, bro. <laughs> that <laughs> shit's fake. Fake as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why aren't they booing him? Even my girl I- said, I told my girl, because my girl, she she's she fucks with this shit tough. Like like us, you know what I mean? So I said, what's wrong with this scene? She, she was like, what? It's the commissioner. I said, what is wrong with it? She's like, they're not booing him. I'm like, right. <laughs> yeah, that is like the national pastime for the NFL <laughs> draft is booing Roger Goodell every time he comes across that stage. You have 32 fan bases that show up to these drafts. And New York, it takes place in New York predominantly during this era. You know, before they started moving it around everywhere, right? It was always in yep. New York. And New York's rough, man. And you have 32 fan bases that show up, and they all hate each other. But 
when it comes time to to unite, it's when it's time to boo Goodell. Oh yeah. And I can attest, I was there at the NFL draft and this was a very big venue and uh, it didn't matter if you were right in front of the stage or if you were way off in the place, you know, getting some beer or some food, you can hear what's going on. And every time they said that Roger Goodell is coming up to the stage, everybody booed him. Didn't matter where you were. It was hilarious. That's, that's the, as a football nerd, this movie would have got five stars to me. Because I just, because it's also like, I feel like I'm a GM and I feel like I'm Costner in this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like the moves that he makes. There's so, there's such Bogard moves. Even like trading away the pick and then like, shit, let's get this thing back. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just dig yourself into this hole deeper. And he just so happened to got himself out the hole and became the hero. I've done this. You, I mean that league, and I'm not trying to bring this up just because I because I'm, I'm mean or egotistical. But the league that I beat you in, the Tyrannosaurus Flex, I made so many trades, and it was almost like I was trading away, like running away from like pending doom. Because like every, if I didn't make these moves, I don't win. Like for real, lucky bastard. I mean, you say luck or 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 destiny. Well, I'm going to call you a lucky bastard because I went against you. Anybody else can say whatever <laughs> they want. <laughs> I fucking made like, I made seven trades in that motherfucker. You're definitely trading oh. your ass off. Well, here's some of the cast and crew. Uh, we got Kevin Costner. You know, uh, he, he's the main character. And then you got Jennifer Gardner, his love interest. Who's a super <laughs> on the low. Kind of on the low. Yep. I mean, it, it was on the low until literally the very end, even though uh, Dennis Leary, the coach, calls him out, you know, on it. Yeah, like, hey, oh, that's supposed like, to be a secret or something. <laughs> yep. She's like, excuse me? <laughs> Chadwick Boseman. Um, he doesn't have a lot of screen time in this movie, but uh, yeah, he definitely makes an impact, though. Uh, R.I.P. Mm -hmm. Chadwick. Uh, P. Yeah. Diddy is in here he's the uh he's the agent, the agent of the of the number one overall you know projected uh qb and then we got terry cruz who makes a little uh appearance in there he's uh the old school running back you know from back in the day the the browns um, he's like the jim brown of the movie well kind of because jim, like jim brown J yeah yeah because jim brown's actually in the movie like yeah. at the end. So, i mean that was well, a pretty you cool know what i mean though right like his right his legacy was like at the position was like equivalent or like life after Jim Brown. It was him. You know what I mean? Right. He was probably like somewhere in the eighties or, you know, maybe, maybe retiring in the early nineties or something. And then has uh, his kid, Arian Foster, who's uh, pretty much projected as the number one running back in the draft. His New York accent killed me. <laughs> I wonder where he's from actually. Like, cause where, where'd they say that he played Oklahoma, I believe I think well, he was well, he was in New York though. Well, he was in New York because he was at the oh draft. for the yeah okay yeah. So we don't know where he, yeah, he was actually from. Now that I think about it, the accent was kind of all over the place. It, it it was whack. I don't even know if I got one of the scenes with him in it just because I thought it was so whack. <laughs> yeah, but, you know what? Because of Arian Foster's poor, poor, porous acting. And the fact that they didn't boo Roger Goodell, I'm going to tell you that this got two and a half stars. Could have got a five. <laughs> Real <laughs> close. Let's start it off. We always like to play the trailer so everyone can kind of see what they were promoting when you first saw this, you know, on TV or whatever. So let's get into the trailer first. Yeah. 
This is the draft day Browns fans were waiting for. Sonny, I hope you're listening. You run this team. You're the general manager. You can fix it. Hey, Tom. Hey, Sonny. Sonny. Every year, someone comes out of this looking like a donkey. Can you hear me? Yeah. Good, because tomorrow I got a feeling it could be you if you don't make this deal. Let's talk about the draft. I need you to make a splash, Sonny. If you can't do it, then I have to do it. Just to be clear here, you're threatening to fire me, Ryan. Your job is to coach a team I give you. They do it different in Dallas? Yeah, they do. They win. A lot. How is it that the ultimate prize in the most macho sport ever invented is a piece of jewelry? We talk football? We can always talk football. I just want the team that I want, one time. You see things other people don't see. Rewind that back to the start of the play. That's one of the things I love about you. All that matters is what you think. Write your own story, Sonny. You want this team's future back. Let's get busy. Draft day. History in the making. 224 young men are about to become players in the National Football League. Bo Callahan, he's the surefire slam dunk number one pick. Trade me. I'm going to do what's best for the team. This is the draft analysis we've all been working on for the last two months. Just made a trade with the Seahawks. Sonny, that's our future. You sold a cow for magic beans. How does the entire world already know about this, Mom? Because I just tweeted it. You're on Twitter? You're not. I love having the number one pick. <laughs> I hope that you would. The Cleveland Browns are now on the clock. It's go time, boss. You go on row. Who are you going to take? What's happening? Who are you picking? You son of a... I need five minutes, and then you can fire me. I got Tom Michaels on the line. Sonny, are we trading six? I quit, Sonny. Don't quit. See what I do from here. You're going to like this. The football world is in shock, wondering what exactly the Cleveland Browns' Sonny Weaver Jr. is cooking up here. You're not going to believe what's happening. You make this deal right now, say it with me. An absolute stutter. Okay, screw it. No more offer. Oh, no, 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 no. You're out of your mind. Yeah, I am. Haven't I proved that already? All right, so my biggest beef with the trailer is them using real players in the trailer when every single person, you know, that we see in the movie is is obviously a fake player, but most of those players are on the Chiefs, but any other player that we actually hear their name, uh they're they're fake players, you know, and they're talking about different trades and things like that. Mhm. So I mean, the, I don't know if the trailer really does the justice. The trailer tells the whole movie. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, you don't know the specifics of what is going on necessarily, but it absolutely. Yeah, from start to finish. It's still a good movie, though. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to breaking this thing down. Oh, yeah. And uh, so where we're going to start, we're going to start just, I mean, at damn near the opening scene here. So it starts off with uh, Seattle. Knowing that they want to trade away the number one pick, but they're not going to do it unless they get someone to overpay. And so he goes to the one person who he thinks is most desperate in the entire NFL, someone whose uh, GM you know, job is on the hot seat, more or less. And it's crazy because later on you find out he's literally only been in Cleveland for two years, and they're already talking about firing him going into year three. Um, well, isn't, no. that, isn't that not a foreshadow of what the league has morphed into? It's literally not for long when it comes to these coaches and GMs now, too. It's not just players. 
Yeah. I mean, I felt like the GMs out of everybody had kind of the longest uh, leash, though, because they're giving them real money, like with the GM. I mean, some coaches, you may get a year, you know, and you prove that you really suck. But I don't know. These GMs, they they seem to get a little bit of a longer leash. Mm -hmm. So let's start it off with uh, with this first big scene with uh, with the Seattle Seahawks and uh, the Cleveland Browns. Hey Tom, you're up early. Well, it's draft day. How you doing? Uh, well, I'm great. I'm having a great day. How about you? Well, I'm sitting here eating my pancakes, thinking about moving number one. Really? You no. Know, as you know, Connor did a great job for us last year. But Callahan looks like, well, hell, Sonny, he's going to be a franchise player for some. You'd consider a trade? I consider the right one. Well, Jesus, Tom, at least act like you called me, all right? What do you, what do you want for it? I want your first pick this year, your first rounder next year, and your third rounder the year after that. Ouch. Ouch. No thanks. I know it sounds, it sounds like you're trying to take advantage of me. I would never do that. Your seventh pick gives you one. A running back with a rap sheet? You don't know who I'm picking seven, Tom. I'm not going to sell the farm for one guy. Oh. You should. Your farm sucks. Pick number one. Get Bo Cowley. Yeah, the quarterback. Brian Drew? Are you talking about Brian Drew? Jesus, you're hilarious. Guy barely made it through half the season before getting injured last year. I have the golden ticket, Sonny. If I give it to you, you can get to save football in Cleveland. So right off the bat, you see negotiations at its finest. It even pissed off Kevin Costner. Well, Jesus Christ, act like you called me. Like he wanted him to tell him what he wanted. But really in these negotiations, you're supposed to try to see if the other person will offer something, you know, first. And uh, I mean, that, that's a big ask right there. Two number ones, which it's crazy the way that they word it. Okay. Oh, you're going to get our three number ones for the next three years. But they're really talking about swapping, you know, number ones, then uh, one number one the next year, and then a third rounder the year after that. He declined yeah. it like a dummy. He's yeah. Like, and, yeah. Because that deal was only within that 10 seconds. Yep. You know what I mean, and you know what I like about that? It's like, you know, I'm a stickler for good acting. And like, there's a lot of bad acting in this movie, right? But like, oh, yeah. Kevin Costner, he pulled, he's really good in a lot of moments. Like, for example, right when he said, he goes, think about, he's like, what you doing? I'm sitting here eating these pancakes, thinking about moving number one. He said, really? Like, that was like a genuine, like, oh, for real? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, if you already had the word or heard the rumors that Seattle was trying to move off the one, you would be like, okay. You know what I mean? That yeah. was the first time he ever done heard about this. He knew this was an exclusive take right here. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, really? You're really we're willing to trade it. Like, you know what I mean? Then yeah. he's like, okay. Then demeanor changes a little bit. Then when he starts talking about the deal, he's like, or when he starts patronizing him about what he needs to do. Oh, you're going yeah. to take, take a fucking... Uh, running back with a rap sheet, like dog, what? Like, cause that. Then it's also like, oh, it's that obvious. Like, you know what I mean? Because he's the son of, of a Browns legend. You know what I mean? 
Yep. And like, yeah, that 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 was great right there to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, and especially like, like at this point, I mean, we're talking about this is the beginning of the actual draft day. You know, early morning. I mean, I think it said it was like ten o'clock on the East Coast, so it's like seven o'clock. You know, on the West Coast in Seattle. Mm-hmm. This is a big time move that they don't, no one knew that this was going to happen. And now he's getting first crack at it mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to sell the farm right away, but he realized the farm sucks. That, uh, yeah, the farm sucks. You got an injury riddled QB. Like this was every Bogard move that you could pull out. <laughs> hey, real talk. Cause like that kid's supposed to be nice too. Like, or at least like, you know, he's not bad. You know, a uh, Brian drew. Yeah. And then, then he's like, oh man, what do you mean? The kid that, that, that got hurt halfway through the season. <laughs> like, recency bias is like key to trades oh yeah and uh just fast forwarding you know um a little bit it, it's really funny because uh sunny kevin costner then he goes and links up with the owner of the team and we saw it a little bit in the uh in the trailer where he takes him to a water park just to let him know you got to make a splash sunny you got to make a big splash people pay to get wet all right and uh pretty much telling them yeah, that he's gonna get fired, you know, if he doesn't make a right no. Hey, you know what's funny too? He probably bought that. He probably bought that that water park because that's how these billionaires rock, right? Let's oh, yeah. this water park just to show your ass. <laughs> you need to make a splash, bro. You know what I mean? And he, and he took heed to the words, though. Yeah, and uh, it, and I, I don't. He didn't that. tell him yet. He didn't no. tell him yet that he got the call. Exactly. That was just kind of under wraps. He's the only one who knew uh, Kevin Costner that that was even the owner did know though. Well, he, he told them to make a splash. He wanted them to do something. And it was because he says it a little bit later, Kevin Costner, that the first two years that he was there, he didn't really get to draft his guys. So this is like, I want to, I want to win with my team. Yep. Because trading for all these future picks and everything, I mean, he thinks that he's going to be gone anyways. And if I was a GM, and I know that my ass is on the line like right now, why not sell the farm for the future to win like right now? You know, like- man, you know that's like that's that, that's where the Bogard move really comes into play here because you know, like you know, whenever somebody says, say you're trying to move Tom Brady right now in a dynasty, you know what people will say? That's and then you know this is probably super flex talk because that's just you know. You know, we're talking our world. You know, people will be like, man, Tom Brady probably got like a year left. And it's like in fantasy or even in reality football, you're supposed to think win now, no matter what. And he thinks they can win now. He doesn't think they need to rebuild. He just thinks they need to add some key pieces and they got something here. Damn right. And so when he's actually talking, you know, at the water park to the owner, He's talking about the QB. He's um, the owner. He's like, we. I heard we need a QB, you know? And he was like, we're at seven. There's no way he drops down to us, and there's no other QBs that are going to make an impact right away. He's like, well, make a splash, Sonny. Make a splash. And, uh, and then he starts talking shit about Brian Drew. He was like, yeah, all we got is Brian Drew, the guy with the injury-riddled knees. And Costner was like, you wouldn't even think that unless I told you that last year. <laughs> so then he had to go back on a comment that he made a year mm-hmm. ago. And you know what's you know what's funny about that too, is like I always wondered what owners, how owners get affected. Like Jerry Jones is a funny owner because he's in the mix. Like he'll be like, you know what they say on Twitter, 
They say we need to trade up for this Bo Callahan. <laughs> they say they don't like Drew Locke. You know what I mean? I hear the people. Like, I, I wonder if there's 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 the owners like Jerry Jones where you know they hear the noise. Or if there's the other ones that just block out all the noise and just want, like, because this seems like one of those owners that hears the noise. You know, oh, you know what the injury riddle, like, it sounds like he's reading, like, hit pieces and headlines, you know what I mean? Versus, like, having an actual football-minded opinion, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, and we see it go back and forth for the uh, for the GM for Seattle, because um, that's really the, the person who they put the emphasis on, not the owner over there, even though you do I see like the owner. He's a he, yeah. he plays a perfect weasel. Perfect fucking weasel. All right. But before we get into uh before we Stick get up into his ass. That, let's bring uh let, let's bring in Vontae Matt. He uh he ran, yeah. he randomly calls Sonny. Like now Sonny leaves the house. It ain't random. And, well, not it's not random for Vontae. It is random yeah. for Sonny, though, because he has no fucking idea that Vontae Mack is about to be calling him right now, right after he got the pick, the number one pick, or at least uh, the shot to get the number one pick. And also, right before Sonny leaves the house, he writes something on like a yellow sticky note and then throws it in his pocket. We have no idea what it is, but they make sure to show that before he leaves the house. Here we go. Here's Vontae. Hello? Good morning, Mr. Sonny Weaver Jr. Show number one fan, Vontae Mack. Vontae, how'd you get this number? You gave it to me. At the combine? Sorry if I called, eh? That's all right. It doesn't matter. Vontae, the draft draft doesn't start until late. Where are you, New York? No, man. They wanted me up there, Radio City, but I wanted to be here in Virginia with my grams. Well, she goes, she can't make that trip. So? Who you picking? If I was you, I'd take a lightning quick middle linebacker who can murder the gaps in the 3-4. Totally agree. You got Reggie Wilson's number down there in Purdue? You know, I really don't find that funny. And there we go, right off the bat. So Vontae Mack, he's real outspoken character. That is one thing that you'll find out. He knows that he's a badass, and uh, he, he's not keeping a tight lip, that's for sure. You know, you know what's tight about that scene? Or not about, about just about the scene, but about the whole movie is that like when they do reference real name players, they're legends. Oh, you yeah. I mean? Like did he just say Reggie White right there? Yeah. Yeah, right? And then later on he references uh, uh, Joe Montana. You know what I yep. mean? And, and what's funny about it too is like I love how misogynistic the movie is because football is a man sport. And you can tell like a lot of them think this way. Especially in that old in the old era, because you got to remember now this movie's like dinosaur era, of how yeah. things are nowadays in the NFL. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as far as like being PC and like things that are like you know, just totally different. And so in this case, he how many times is, do they do they talk about stories in this movie where he he really had some balls? <laughs> or, hey, that really took some balls. Like this, it's very respected to have balls. Then at the same time, no one talks to Jennifer Garner with respect, except for the man who's tapping her. You know what I mean? <laughs> because I she's in a world of, of of men. She's in the man's world. You know what I mean? Isn't that kind of crazy? Like, is that it wasn't that long ago? When is ten years ago? Uh, two thousand fourteen or two thousand fourteen? So eight years ago. Eight years ago, I was, was in a ballpark. Such a different time back then. Yeah, because this was before the big Me Too movement and all that. So Everything. I feel like 
If it was a little bit, you know, a couple years after, I think that her character would, yeah, just like you said, would have gotten more respect, you know, from people, especially the coach who was uh, Dennis Leary was, he mm-hmm. wasn't shitting on her, but he was trying to be condescending as hell every time he He's trying to, to win. You know what, you know what's dope about him is he carries it on his head that he won with a team he inherited. He's, right. uh, what's, what's Buddy, what's Buddy that, uh, after Jimmy Johnson? I can't remember his name. The you know what I'm talking about, though. See, no one remembers his name. Yeah. I would say if we were, if we were live right now, I'd be like, drop that in the chat. Someone would be <laughs> – Stu will pop out of nowhere right now. Like, hold on. <laughs> he, was a, he was a wonderful coach. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the motherfucker – And I think that that's I, – I think that's what they were trying to make the comparison yeah, to because later when he was Can't talking be- to the owner, he was like, oh, lucky us. He inherited a team and then ran mm-hmm. it into the ground, and then he was available for us. Exactly. But yeah, but he's big dick swinging the whole time. Like, oh yeah, in Dallas, we win, baby. We win a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Until you run into the ground. He's like, you're a babysitter and you did a poor job. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. No, but hey, I love I love Vontae here though, because Vontae, this like this is what I love about this character. It says everything about him. He got the phone co- phone number. He's making the phone call. You know what I mean? He's not hey, waiting for his agent to make he's moves. Not. He's making the moves himself. And e- even like not being there in the building, that says a lot about his character, right? Because yeah. normally motherfuckers, they want to be seen as much. He says, no, I'm, I'm about to be here with my grandmas. But you know what? I'm calling you because I got to make this shit happen. You know what I mean? He's one of those rare ones. And you know what's funny? Kevin Costner likes that. He loves he likes that. that. He's like, fuck yeah, dude. That's what I'm talking about. You that, you know, you go for what you want. You know what I mean? And like, and you see it later on too when he calls him again, hating on, hating on, or not even hating on. He was telling him about, he was wording him up on on Bo Callahan. Yep, exactly. That boy, there's a fraud, and we're we're gonna get into that one. Okay, we got that one in a little bit too. And then, so right after Vante, that's when he goes and sees the owner, you know, and he has to make a splash. And so he's uh, he's driving, you know, driving to headquarters, driving to HQ to the war room, getting ready to go there. And uh, then he gives, um, then he calls the the GM for Seattle, and the GM for Seattle. He was, I I don't have that scene. I I wasn't able to find a good version of it, but he's like, he's in there. He's talking to the owner and he was like, man, I I really thought uh, that, you know, I could get Sonny Weaver Jr. He should be real desperate. His dad just died, you know, a a week ago. And like, man, this guy sounds like a total scumbag, you know? And then he gets the phone call and it's Sonny. And he's like, ooh, it like shows the phone to the owner. Yeah. He's like, fleece him. <laughs> he knows he, he knew that he had him right then. Yeah. And so Kevin Costner is like, all right, I'm, re- I'm ready to do this. Two number ones and a number three. And then just like you're supposed to do, the guy takes it away. He's like, ah, oh, that, that was a different world. You know, I was eating my pan. You told me to enjoy my pancakes. And uh, you didn't like that offer. So mm-hmm. now we got to bump it up. And the most first round draft picks that you could trade away in the NFL is three. And that's what he said. We want all three. All three of them. All three of them, like the Italians would say, hey, give me all three of them. And Costner didn't want to do it, but he ended up pulling the trigger to make the splash to get Bill Callahan. Yep. And like he started kind of, that was the moment he started like, I'm doing what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Because he, he, he has this whole ass team, 
and he has everyone's job security in his hands as well as his. But then they, they, that was the point. He was like, all right, I'm doing what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Yep. We'll do this trade. You want to challenge my balls? Because remember, yeah. when you watch this movie, you keep that in mind. Like, just motherfuckers is trying to, it's all a big dick measuring contest. You know what I'm saying? He's yep. like, oh, yeah. D deal. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> give me the motherfucking, give me the first round. Yep. And uh, especially first like overall. you. You hear it kind of in the background when he's like driving away. It's like a radio broadcast. Uh, you don't really see them, but you hear him talking. And it's pretty much saying, you know, like, <laughs> it's hilarious. It makes Cleveland sound like such a shitty place to live. It's like, we don't have beaches here. We don't have pretty women, you know, walking around like we're in California. All we have is our sports teams. And Sonny, <laughs> you better get this right or you're going to be gone, my friend. And so everyone, yeah. like, he, <laughs> Sonny goes to the gas station. And you know when you got dirty ass trucks and shit, sometimes people go and they like ride on the back of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like screw Sunny or like something like that. I might have said fuck Sunny. I can't remember, but it was something like that. That was written. Him. And he just sees it, walks to his car, and is like, motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, but see, all these things is helping him though. Because he's like, he's under this enormous enormous amount of pressure. Uh, immense amount of pressure. There you go. I wanted to have a, I'm a lyricist. I wanted a better word than that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and then it's from 10 in the morning, Cleveland time, all the way up into the goddamn draft. You know what I mean? So this, how many hours that they start at five all the time, uh, West yep. coast time. So that would be like eight o'clock. So from 10 o'clock to eight o'clock, bro, the whole time. Yep. Yep. All right, and then, I so I got the scene here where he actually walks into the war room. Everyone, you know, they're, they're talking about drafting Arian Foster's character, you know, because they really need a running back, and that's where they're hurting, you know, on offense. They have the 28th offense, you know, in the league the year prior. And Sonny comes in and makes a splash. It looks a lot different than it does in the trailer. So here we go with the scene. Morning, Sonny. Morning, sorry. Morning, hey, Sonny. Guys. Just telling Jelly Donut and the guys here my favorite Ray Jennings story because they're telling me we have not yet decided. I mean, we're not seriously considering anybody else, right? And what are you doing, Sonny? Just made a trade with the Seahawks. For? The number one pick. Oh! <laughs> Certainly appears that way. Al, are you here? Yes. Is this gonna screw us up with the salary cap? Moving from seven to one. It's about another million and a half we weren't anticipating for this year, maybe an extra five and a half million in signing bonus. We have that? We can make it work. Let me get into it. Pretty good news, yeah. huh? Yeah. Number one pick. thought we uh, had a QB. Tell me, what did we give up? A number one pick this year. And? First round pick next year. Okay, well that's a lot, but you get a chance at a player like Callahan. And the year after that. You gave up three consecutive first rounders. Sonny, that's our future. No. Bo Callahan's our future. 30 million, Sonny. 
Excuse me? 30 million. That's what you're paying me to coach this team for the next six years. Did it cross your mind? Did you think it might be maybe important to discuss this decision with me first? No. It's my call. As you can infer from Coach Penn's reaction, I just put all our asses on the line. Look, kid, I think we all agree is pretty good. Until about 10 minutes ago, I don't think any of us thought this was possible, and I seriously doubt that we have looked at him the way we might have. That's my fault. All right, guys, that's on me. Now that's changed. So if we go ahead with this, if we pick him and find out tomorrow that he has got knee problems, he's got bedwetting problems, or he's got goddamn OCD, we're all going to be fired. What's beeping? Yeah, and so what I like about this is the way that it all unravels because Sonny knows that he that he overpaid. I mean, that's the only way you're going to get the number one pick is by overpaying. So it's like, mm-hmm. everyone's happy except the coach. Like, so what'd you give up? First rounder this year. Doesn't say everything. <laughs> what mm-hmm. else do you give up? Because you already know you're not just swapping first rounds. Yeah. Getting it. Oh, first rounder next year also. And, and then, then someone, then, then one of the Stooges jumps up. Yeah, that's cool. Because it's for Bo Callahan. <laughs> <laughs> and then the coach like, and what else? He's like, and a first rounder the year after that. And that's when everybody's like, ah, that's our whole. Oh, we're gonna lose our jobs. <laughs> we're gonna lose our jobs. God damn it! And then he stunts on him. He flexes on him. He basically says, "Listen, I get paid more than you, motherfucker. I get thirty M's for this." Yep. He's like, "You pay me. You pay me to do this shit, right? You you didn't think you was about to talk to me?" <laughs> and I mean, that wouldn't happen in real life, though. For sure. I mean. If a if a, a coach is locked in there for multiple years, there's no way that a GM would make that move without like at least talking to the coach, you know. Even if it's still his call, no matter what. See, those are the those are the type of things where it's like then then that week, I mean, uh, uh, right away you would hear the uh, it would be Ian Rappaport or something, right? He'd be like, yeah, and you know uh, the Browns just traded uh, up, and uh, apparently there's turmoil. Had no discussion with the head coach, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And, uh, apparently, then, then you know, you hear Dion. Yeah, man. You know, uh, you know, he, 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 he know his jobs on the line. <laughs> he, he willing to do that right now. Especially with all the news that we're seeing and everyone talking about how, you know, his, uh, he's pretty much on the hot seat with with his job. Yeah, yeah. Th- this would be something that'd be heavily covered. And right after the scene cut out, that's when the owner calls. And uh, he's all hyped. He's he's already getting ready to fly, you know, to New York. And um, it's funny on one of these uh, on one of these podcasts or whatever that I watched, um, he was like, "I already got the number one shirt, you know, with Bo Callahan's name on it and all that." And oh yeah, he got the jersey made. He's like, "I got." He's like, "I'm here with the with our equipment manager." Yeah, it's funny because um, so someone made like a video about this and it was like the things that were wrong with uh, with draft day. And that was one of the things that they had were wrong. They were like, no way that he can get a jersey made, you know, within that amount of time or whatever. And literally now at the NFL draft, I mean, they're screens, you know, screen printing the shirts or not, um, you know, just ironing on all the names and the patches, you know, and all that shit they're doing that right before they take the stage. Well, here's a quick story. When we lost, uh, when when the, when the when the Warriors lost, um, uh, to the Cavs, right? Like like that same week, if I remember correctly, we we ended up getting Ke- Kevin Durant. 
So it was like yeah. we won the championship already, right? And what was crazy is before they announced it, before like like when the whole world found out about it, we already. I heard from from my my lady, my ladies uh got got the got the partner, and that motherfucker uh were uh work with somebody who works for the Warriors and was like, oh, we just ordered a bunch of Durant jerseys to be made immediately, right? Damn. Right, and, and we're like, what? You know what I mean? And then like four or five days later, the motherfucker gets announced. So it was like, you know what I mean? Like that's because they wanted to have it right away. And plus probably took that meant that long to get the contracts all together. You know what I mean? But oh, yeah. the agreement was made already. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to have those jerseys ready to buy, start making that money right away. You know, you're well, actually, maybe that went too long after that. Neither actually, that was like 2015. Yeah. 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 All right. And then, so now what's Sonny got to do? Right, he already said we haven't done our due diligence on Bo Callahan because we didn't think that we were going to get him. So now he's got to start doing some intel. You know, he's got to start figuring some stuff out himself. So he gives uh, P Diddy a call, who's chilling with Bo Callahan, getting ready for the draft. Here's one of the here's the first time that uh, Sonny has an interaction with uh, with Bo um, in the movie. Yeah, Crawford, how is my favorite Badger? Did I mention that Bo loves playing in the cold weather? Because Bo loves playing in the cold weather. I'd love to talk with him, Chris. He's right here. Hold on. How are you, Mr. Weaver? I'm doing fine. How are you, son? Excited? Well, of course I am. It's an exciting day. I can't lie. Good, good. We'll try and enjoy this part of it if we can. You only get drafted once. Well, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. How important is winning to you? Excuse me? Well, I've seen all the tape on you. Talk to everyone that matters, but that's the thing I still don't know. Look, I don't know what else to tell you. Winning is the only thing that matters to me. Oh, and by the way, I'd like to offer my condolences for your father. Thanks for saying that. Thank Chris for me. Talk to you later, pal. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Reaver. I look forward to meeting you, sir. So this really starts it off where Bo just looks like a cookie cutter, um, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, like the right thing. he's going to say the right thing. Like even just that, that, oh, hey, hey by the way, um, condolences. Like if anything, be, be better at being fake about it. Be, let that be the first thing you say right when you get on the phone with him. Not like, oh, oh, that's right. And another thing. <laughs> and you know what, uh, what, what I, what I always catch is things like when someone says, oh, I can't lie you know, or anything like that, or to be honest, you know, or to tell you the truth, like things like that. Mm -hmm. If someone, just like Bo said, you know, oh, it's an exciting day. I can't lie. If someone says that, that means they're a fucking liar. Maybe not lying about the exact thing that they're talking or about. Or you're from the Bay. Or you're from the Bay. Cause that's just, we, we always say that after everything, bro. I can't, or even before everything, bro. I can't even lie. <laughs> well, then, I bet you I, I bet you a lot of the people who say that lie about a lot of things. Maybe they're not lying true. about the exact thing that they're talking about. Bro, I can't even lie. This is some fire. Like, <laughs> bro, I can't even lie. This is you know what I mean? Like that's Watch. funny because I talk like that, but I'm not a lying. I'm I'm Fletcher Reed. <laughs> I'm incapable of lying. I am the cold truth. Yeah, so Bo just looks like I'm <clears throat> You know, like he wanted to know how important winning was. And he just gives him the cookie cutter answer. You know, oh, winning is everything, sir. You know, like he couldn't come up with anything more original. And you see Sonny with that yellow sticky note. 
um, that he had in his pocket that he wrote earlier. That's like the, the sticky note is like a character amongst itself, you know, but it, it mm-hmm. makes little cameos like here and there because like that was his initial gut because instinct. That's, of that's what the only thing do. he trusts at this point. Yeah. <laughs> he only trusts himself, but he can't even trust himself. He has to write something on this paper and the he trusts that the paper is going to tell him what he needs to know. He doesn't even trust himself right now. That, but he, but the fact that he wrote whatever it is on that paper that we're gonna find out about is that that is the ultimate reminder of him because that's all he trusts right now because he keeps coming back to that back and back and uh, so we already know about um, we already know that they got the number one pick we already know that the owner knows and then Sonny's mom calls him and starts talking shit you see it you saw it in the trailer in the beginning she was like you traded a cow for a whole bunch of magic beans Mm -hmm. and uh, he was like how do you know that also the trailer was wrong she was like well i tweeted it well vontae mack was the one who actually tweeted it Mm -hmm. saying that right now is doing his thing he's he he, he's he's moving the chess pieces yeah and uh, so one one little piece that got cut out of the scene earlier was like he was trying to get Sonny to tell him if he was going to the Browns. And he was like, I seen all the mock drafts. If you don't take me at seven, I drop all the way down to like 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there he's was like, that. He's telling him how much more money that's going to be or how much money it's going to be less. And this thing, uh, Avante was playing it right. Yep. And uh, it's funny because especially like this year, anyone who was watching any mock drafts, throw those shits like out the window. Back then, it was probably a little bit more easier to to know who teams were going to go for because teams weren't taking chances like they are now. Like they had to get guys that that they needed. They couldn't get really the players that they wanted. Like they are now. Yeah, like you called out in college, like you're going to be in the top five conversation. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Or I mean, top or first round conversation, I was to say. Yep. All right, so let's get this uh, the next scene where we're well now where Sonny is calling Vonte right after he finds out that Vonte tweets about the Browns moving up to the number one pick and him saying, Sorry, Browns fans, or sorry, Cleveland. Uh, they moved up to number one, so now you're gonna get Bo, not Vonte. Sorry to be you. And here we go. That ball you want to take? That there's a mistake. Callahan. Callahan's a poser. Yeah, and what do you know? that every scout and coach on earth does not. I know we got sacked 12 times last year. No, it was 11. It was 11 times. Yeah, well, four were mine in one game. Yeah, I remember. I, I, I saw your highlight reel. I also remember that he beat you. Watch it again. Don't watch me. Watch him. Watch me sack him four times in one game. Then watch what happens after. There we go. And Vontae letting them know. And uh, one thing that I that I like about this, um, when they do the little cut scenes, it's so weird how, like, if you were watching Vontae, his body is, like, oh, oh, like over Kevin Costner's, like, uh, little split screen. It's, like, kind of weird how they keep doing that. I don't know exactly, like, what the point of that is necessarily, but I mean, it looks cool. Their, that was their cinematic – that was their, their view. I mean, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That was the, that was their styling. You know what I mean? That was like, it's like, it's like when I'm writing a song, I'm looking for my rhyme scheme on here. I'm looking for the style of how I'm going to be on this song. You know what I mean? I'm not like Nas or Snoop where it's like, they're just going to get on every track and do Nas and Snoop things. Right. 
like you know i'm like jay or like e40 even like where you know you were gonna it's, you're gonna flip it in yeah. different ways accordingly this is just how this director or you know i mean and the editors figured that this is how we're gonna this is how they envisioned it you know what i mean like yeah see nowadays you have facetime that's more more prevalent i mean they had right. facetime back then but it's like i see that would be more realistic if they were on the facetime because people want to see motherfuckers eyes and be like you know what i mean right motherfuckers telling you the truth or not you know what i mean but that's how old school kevin costner is also i think that he'd just be the guy to call you just uh you know just just a normal voice call versus facetime it's good it's a good point now but there's a whole bunch of falling out you know because now there's the fallout with vante now there's the fallout with brian drew okay so sunny he's going through i mean he's walking through the whole the whole HQ, and then he ends up going into the the weight room and sees the the strength and conditioning coach, and he's hyping up some big ass motherfucker who's deadlifting, you know, some uh, who knows how much. And he's like, "Hey, you hear about your boy Drew?" And he was like, "What?" He was like, "He's not even supposed to be working out." Or he was like, "Oh, you hear what he squatted?" He's like, "He's not supposed to be squatting anything." <laughs> squatted four hundred. Four hundred. Yeah. And he and was like, he, hey, listen, he's throwing it. He's throwing it 15 yards uh, longer down the field, bro. I seen it. <laughs> and you know what was funny? He was like, uh, have you heard about these secret workouts with, I don't remember the wide receiver's name. And you know, Kevin Costner doesn't know about it, but he still says, yeah. You know, just to make sure yeah. that he doesn't seem like a dumbass. And he was like, he's saying he's throwing yeah. the ball 15 yards farther. He's like, I wouldn't believe him until I saw what he benched. Ask me what he benched. He's like, 250 10 times. 20, he's like, I think 25 times. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, that boy's in the best shape of his life. <laughs> right? But yeah. So only, strength, I love that. The best shape of his life because that's like key. You know yeah, I mean? because we already know, like, at least from what no, we've No, but heard, no, I'm just saying, you always say that, right? In the NFL, like, oh, bro, oh, oh like, yeah. Like, like Michael Thomas, you know what I'm saying? If he's not ready for a. Uh, for training camp this coming up, right? You know what I'm saying? Once he starts putting out videos of him working out and shaking, like, I'm in the best shape of my life. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> got, got to. And especially when uh, we're hearing. So the last time we hear about Brian Drew, it's the owner talking shit to Sonny about how they need to move on. And he was like, we finished oh. at six and 10 last year. And Sonny was like, but we were at five and one until Brian Drew got hurt. Exactly. He's like, well, right. Yeah, the guy's got weak knees. <laughs> Ooh, watching football, owner. Yep, but so you know, so that that's what we know about Brian Drew. He's five and one before he busts his ACL or whatever, something with his knee. I'm assuming it was an ACL. You know what's crazy? That's the Brian Hoyer story, bro. Yeah, <laughs> when Brian Hoyer went to the Browns, they were like legit. After the first eight, he got injured week eight that year. I, I want to say they're like six and two, or even seven and one, if I remember correctly, bro. It was crazy. But Shanahan was there. Yeah. Shanahan had Shermer. You know what I mean, but that's crazy because you know what I'm saying that was uh, 2013, 2012. Yeah, it's literally like the exact same time. So mm -hmm. I mean, I, I mean Brian Drew could be Brian Hoyer. Like that could be the no, story for real though. It, 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 it sounds like it, right? They kind of stole a little bit of. His I didn't story. realize that his name was Brian Drew. God damn it! <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> Look, oh, hey, listen, that's kind of tight. Loosely based. My yeah. girl was asking me that too when we were watching it, or when I was watching it, she was like chiming in. She was like, is that, she was like, is it based on a true story? I was like, it's just, it's based on just like, it's based on nonfiction. You know what I mean? That, that was the best way I could explain it. Right. Right. 
because yeah. uh, all the characters are fiction, you know, yeah. except for the random ones that they show with ESPN with NFL. Yeah. But like, the, but you know, just simulating the NFL draft and and, and you know everything that's what it pertains to is like you know it is based on nonfiction. You know what I mean? Like this is like. It, this this is like fantasy NFL because like shit wasn't happening like this, you know, back then. And uh, definitely no team has ever traded three first rounders away and then traded back for them, you know, in the same draft. Like that shit's never happened ever. This is all fantasy. But we love it because it's fun. It's more fun this way. And love so it. now Brian Drew is extra pissed. And all we hear, um, so Sonny goes into his office and uh, his, his entire office is trashed. And uh, you hear that it was Brian Drew just yeah. after this. And uh, we got the scene here. After all that rehab, you're just going to quit? You're just going to walk away? Come on, Brian. Don't listen to coach. Don't leave. I know what's going on here. Then just compete with him. Beat him out. Did you trash my office? Trade me. Did you just trash my office? Yeah, I'm upset. Well, I don't care if you're upset. If you're upset, call your agent. All right, let him have this conversation. That's what he's there for. No, Sonny, you're going to talk to me man to man. You owe me that. I owe you? I drafted you. Your dad drafted me. No, Drew, I drafted you. I may have been in San Francisco, but my dad wasn't even looking at you until I told him to. Yeah, and when your knee crapped out and... No one wanted you. I still extended your contract. I think I even gave you a raise because I believed in you. Then why pick Callahan? You know why. Then trade me. I'm going to do what's best for the team. I've been in this league for eight seasons. I've been to the playoffs. I know the system the pen wants to run, and I know I can make it work. I busted my ass this offseason. I set the bar high. I'm in great shape. I feel 10 years younger. I'm telling you, man, I swear to you, the best thing for this team this season is me. Are you finished? No. We'll get finished. And then get back to work. If I trade you, I trade you. If I don't, I don't. Do yourself a favor. Worry about Brian. Don't worry about Bo. And definitely, most absolutely, goddamn importantly, do not bother me with your shit right now, Brian. I'm working here. So it's funny because Brian Hoyer. Hey, real quick. Hey, real quick. Hey, real quick. Okay, like this, uh, this, this joint's about to hit. I'm like, it's going to hit in like five, six minutes. It's going to open these free agents stuff. I just want to make sure I grab some guys. But okay. also, that'll give you because you'll be able to pick it up and then cut off that end, end part of that where it popped in the YouTube fucking shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, but I just so, wanna, you know what I mean? I was gonna, I was just about to text you, but then the clip ended. You're good, you're good. And then so um you hear it right there. Sonny is the one who was all in on Brian Drew. He was like, Oh, you're he was like, I'm the one who drafted you, and he was like, Bullshit, your dad drafted me. He was like, No, I was in San Francisco, but he wasn't even looking at you until I told him to. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Put him in his place, like. Listen, I'm like, his dad was so old school, he wouldn't have never took him, but he trusted his son, right? You know what I mean? Yep. Hell yeah. And then he was like, even when your knee crapped out, nobody wanted you. Who extended you? I extended you. Mm -hmm. And I gave so you he, a raise. 
Yep. So he was always believing in him. And uh, that's why I wanted to play this scene because just hearing his real thoughts, Kevin Costner's real thoughts on Brian Drew, we needed to know about that because. And you know why he tore his shit up, right? Because he's like, he's like, did you tear my office up? Yeah. Trade me. Like, oh, I'm I'm a problem. Now move me. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, and it's like, he's just staying calm because he knows it's like, we're not gonna let this get out. You know what I mean? Yep. He's still trying to he's still trying to babysit the situation because he still might be his man's, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. So Brian Drew. Okay, so they I had to put this scene in there so we could kind of set up. I mean, at least the way that Kevin Costner, you know, Sonny feels about Brian Drew. And it's funny, we talked about him being Brian Hoyer, you know, a little bit earlier. Brian Hoyer's on the Patriots. You know, they do go to the Super Bowl. I mean, not the um, not the Super Bowl, but been to the playoffs. You know, so that could be Brian Hoyer. I've been to the playoffs. You know, damn it. I know this playbook inside and out. Like, that could totally be Brian Hoyer. Motherfucker. <laughs> I love it. It's Brian Hoyer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. If not, our version's definitely better. Yes. <laughs> we're we're going to direct part two. Oh, yeah. And so... Sonny, he hates everything that's going on. Everyone is just giving him shit. And we got another little cameo. Oh, my God. I just got hit with a mushroom epiphany. It was, you know who was Bo uh, Callahan? Uh Uh-huh. Johnny fucking Manziel. Oh. (laughs) Money Manziel, bro. Oh shit, what year was he drafted? He was drafted 2014. in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it 13 or 14? No, it was, it was 14. 14. <laughs> oh man. All right, so Brian Drew <laughs> is Brian Hoyer, and Bo Callahan is Johnny Manziel. <laughs> You don't want that motherfucker, I'm telling you, bro. Oh man, see, and there were so many people who knew that Johnny Manziel was fake. Oh man, that shit is funny. That shit is real funny, oh, and our version's definitely better. Oh yeah, I'm about to eat one of the mushrooms because of that. There, there we go. Mushrooms give me money. Mushrooms all right, so we get another cameo from we get another cameo from the yellow sticky note that Sunny was uh, uh that that Sunny'd been carrying around and looking at randomly. This time, um, it was in his office when Brian Drew trashed it, and it was Jennifer Gardner who picks it up. I don't know if she looked at it necessarily. They don't show that. They just show her uh, picking it up and finding it. And then, obviously, she gives it back to him a little bit later. Now, one thing that Sonny does throughout this entire movie is a whole bunch of investigating. Now, I got a scene here. I don't know the character's name, but he's like, it just seems like he's some kind of private investigator, like for the Browns, because he's someone who's there to dig, dive deep, you know, on stories, trying to find things on guys. And so here's a real good scene that uh, dur- during this whole investigation of Brian Drew um, or of, uh, of Bo Callahan, the oh, one yeah, of their guys, he finds something on him. Here we go. Bo Ridley Callahan. It's an only child. His mom's a homemaker. His father's a medical malpractice lawyer. He made some money. Pays his taxes. He's got three years left on his mortgage. And the kid's pretty vanilla. Belonged to a few clubs in high school. He had a walk-on role in damn Yankees. He's on the honor roll from junior high through college. 
kept his nose clean. He worked out and, well, you know, he threw a football better than anybody in the great states of Washington or Wisconsin. But how do you know there's a but? Because you're an unoriginal bastard, Ralph. So go on. But but during his final year at Wisconsin, he had a big dinner for his 21st birthday at some restaurant. Locals find out who the dinner's for and they start filing in. Things get out of control. Manager called the cops and somebody broke in his office and stole some money. Now, of course, none of this is Bo's fault. Of course. But... But the cops came and they took everybody's name regardless. It's a few hundred people. Standard operating procedure. But... Ask me who wasn't there. Who wasn't there, Ralph? Any of his teammates. None of his teammates came to the poor guy's birthday party, Sonny. These little nuances. If you don't like that motherfucker. If 80 guys are on a college football team, there's not one guy who comes to your team who comes to your party. You're a fucking dirtbag. That means everybody fucking hates you on the team. <laughs> hey, listen, bro. He probably sent the invite too, and the invite was probably like hella pretentious as fuck. It was probably like, <laughs> come, come to your favorite QB's uh party because if you're not there, you 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 aren't my my uh minion or something. Was like man, fuck this motherfucker. Yeah, so that that's really all we're getting from Bo. Like uh, he he looks like a liar. He looks like someone who's trying to always say the right thing. And now we know that none of his teammates really like him. And Sonny doing his due diligence, he calls up the coach for Wisconsin and he's asking him, you know, about it. And um, the guy's talking like talking shit back to Sonny. He's like, really, you trying to tear this kid down or what? He was like, maybe it was just the cops not wanting to put any of the uh, get any of the players, you know, in trouble for being there. But the thing is, everybody who was there, it's not like I mean, there was one person who stole money, you know, from that manager or whatever that they said. Everybody else was just there for the party. So, like, I don't know why having their names down on this list would get them into trouble as like a suspect of someone who actually like stole the money or whatever. It was the universe. The universe was telling them. He's Johnny Menzel. He never doing coke in the back room. <laughs> so now, now Sonny's really wants to dive a little bit deeper. And so now they go back and they have a film session. Vontae Mack already told him, go watch the game. He was like, I sacked him four times out of his 11 sacks in the entire season. Go watch me sack him and then go watch what he does. And that's what we're going to watch right now. Yeah. Anyone in the 420 crew, it's time to spark it up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, that is sick. He absolutely man. bull rushed that right tackle. Bo didn't even have a chance. Yeah, I got to give it to the kid. He's got a wicked first step. See what he does on the next play. All right. Speed kills. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. He gets frantic. My favorite thing about rookie QBs, they get frantic when they think they're going to get hit. Although I got to give him credit, barring those two plays, he was brilliant. He threw four TDs, including the last one to win it. Take us down to that. Yeah. Looking downfield, staying calm. Sonny, this guy's textbook. Man, this kid is strong. That's impressive. That's pure Roethlisberger. He's pro-ready. 
End of story. Take it back. Re rewind that back to the start of the play. Just stop right here. What's missing? Fullback. But Wisconsin runs most of their pass plays out of an empty backfield. No, not what I'm looking at. Try again. Where's Vontae? You know what, Sonny? I think he got ejected. He got ejected from the game? Yeah. For what? Yeah, in the third quarter after he stripped the ball from Callahan and scored that TD, gave the ball to a fan. Right, right. When he got flagged for it, he went nuts, touched the ref, so they threw him out. Right. Bonehead move. Let's see that. college can't add the ball to some girl it's not some girl that's not some girl guys that's his sister she died about six months later who friggin who we ain't running an after-school special here we're running a football team whose offense was ranked 28th in the league last year and I still need to run him back Man, you see all their bullshit reactions. Ah, oh, man, you can't big league it like that. Like, <laughs> show them. Oh, then he puts them in their place, hits them right in the heart that they don't even have. He's like, <laughs> listen, he gave it to his sister. She died six months later. And you could obviously, like, you know, it's it's open to interpretation. Like, you know, does she have, you know, a, a, a you know, a terminal illness, or does she, you know, or does she die in some? freak accident or whatever it is it's just the fact that he was you know I, you know in my mind that's what i thought it's like man maybe she was like dying of some terminal illness and like he was like listen i'm gonna i'm gonna make this play for you i'm gonna make a play for you you know what i mean that's what we think i mean that's the way that i interpret it right you know, you know why because we have hearts <laughs> and then the motherfucker goes boo motherfucking who <laughs> our offense still sucks <laughs> but yeah vante he's He's just a beast, bull rushing peeps out there. I mean, there's a reason why he was going to be drafted in the top 10 as a linebacker because that doesn't happen I mean, too often. You got to be a beast. I love that how the motherfucker, he doesn't, you could tell that motherfucker didn't even pay attention to detail. He's like, yeah, well, even when he throws a four touchdown to win it, you know what I mean? He's like, pull that play up. And he's like, what, what's missing here? That motherfucker ain't even on the field, bro. Yeah, Vontae, Vontae wasn't even on the field for the whole fourth quarter. And so, uh, and you hear him, it, this goes like all the way back, you know, because obviously there's a flashback. They're watching film from, you know, months before, all the way back at the beginning of the movie when he calls up Sonny Liston Jr., you know, and uh, he's got his nephews in the back. He was like, I got a gaggle of nephews that got to get fed, you know, like those were his sister's kids. Now I'm assuming that he's, I mean, if not the, oh, uh, the guardian, right. He's not. I'm sure he's not the guardian. I bet that's still the Grams, who's the guardian. Well, he said Sonny Liston Jr. And I was like, oh shit, he called the boxer. 
No, no, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> what? What? Sonny Weaver Jr. There we go. That was his yeah, damn last letter. Like, Sonny Weaver Jr. There we go. <laughs> Don't cut that out. That's funny. <laughs> Man, a lot of smoking today. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I know. If anybody knows, he, hey, Hustler went on like the the uh, he went on the world tour of weed and stayed in one spot. Yeah, <laughs> not even the world tour. You did like you did like a coast because like you only did like ten samples. You have like you have like hella nations in that bag. Oh yeah, you could, you could literally 14, do fourteen. Tour. We we made it up to fourteen in those two hours. That's right. But so eleven yeah. was the one. Yep, Bonte. I mean, he's uh, I mean, those aren't his kids, but now I'm sure you know. Just like a lot of people in that uh, predicament, he's got to take care of his family. You know, and so that's what this is all about. And the film show just shows a little bit more to Sonny. You even emphasize and that's seven million dollars more, bro. Yep. Like he was he was already doing the math, like I need to get this. And Sonny's all about character, you know, is mm -hmm. what it is. And he knows Bo Hall Bo Callahan's character seems fake as fuck. And, and I like that Diddy's Diddy being the fucking agent already shows like he's this. You know what I mean? It's like uh, in Rock in the Rocky that would that I don't like. Yeah, with Tommy Guns. You know what I mean? He was running yeah. with that. What, what what was the uh, the Don King ripoff? What was it? the Duke? The Duke instead of the Don, it was the Duke. And see, and that's how it is, though. You know, I mean, these guys. I mean, I'm not saying they're 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 treating the guys like puppets, but for lack of better word, I mean, they're the puppet. You know, who's doing something to get paid. So the agent can add, you know, something else to his, uh, you know, to, to his resume, mm -hmm. get another 10% of some fat ass contract. There's a lot of fakeness in every industry. And, it, but, but you know what I'm saying? You always find, and see, that's what's crazy too, is that he represents like heart in, in the industry, right? In any industry. That's how I view it. And like what happens is a lot of times the heart loses, bro. The cutthroats win. You know what I mean? Yep. You know what I mean? But but I like it. I like it because this is like, this is that Hollywood shit. You know what I mean? This is like the good old feel-good story. Because it made me feel good when he's like, yeah, it's because a good. he's a good kid. You know what I mean? He want to help this kid too. And the kid can help the team. It's all about everybody winning. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that's really what a general manager should be about in a nutshell, right? Yep. And everything's coming back to character. Him and Jennifer Gardner, they even talk about it. You know, like... um. Um, everyone said that uh, that Peyton Manning's arm strength was going to be too weak. Everyone said that, you know, that John Elway threw it too hard. And, you know, and Jennifer Gardner's like, um, everyone was saying that Ryan Leaf. He's an annoying savant. <laughs> but she's a female, so it's like, it's awesome. You know what I mean? She brings up Ryan Leaf. And she was like, everybody said that Ryan Leaf was a winner. He won at every level, blah, blah, blah. And uh, drafted number two overall. And she was like, nobody said the same thing about Tom Brady, who was drafted in the sixth round. And so just talking about how you never really know. Nothing is guaranteed. And so Sonny is digging deeper and deeper. And that guy who brought in the story about um, Bo's birthday party, he brings and up the fact, Hold on. I want to bring up something, though. The fact you say he keeps digging deeper. The fact that the 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 one that he's digging in, physically, right, is the only one that can he'll, he'll really hear out. Yep. He's talking. He's doing his own little research. You know what I'm saying? Even I, I, I we forgot to shit on dude too that gave him the info, right? When he's like, listen, you know what I mean? I know there's a but because you're fucking unoriginal. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I fucking love that. He's like, cut the crap, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give me the goods. Yep.
You know, like, like the guy who you want the good news first or the bad news. You know, shut the fuck up with your cliches. Give me the fucking, give me the skimmy. Get rid you of the fluff. But with her, with her, he could be vulnerable with what he's really thinking. You know what I mean? Yep. And she says things. It's like the universe is speaking through her because this because he really only trusts himself, really. Yeah, you know what I mean, and the fact that she's giving him confirmation, it's confirmation uh, a bias, right? He already feels this way. I don't want this kid, Bo Callahan. And what she's saying, what she's saying to him is like the universe speaking to him. Like he's like, You're fucking goddamn right. Ryan <laughs> Leaf was a shitty motherfucker. <laughs> Isn't it right? I love it. All right, let's go. My there we go. All right. So this is a scene. It's that uh, that PI guy looking in. It's uh, it's a scene about uh, a team sending a playbook to players, including Bo. Here we go. Just talked to Jack Tate in Washington. He said when they found out they had the number five pick, first thing they did was send a copy of their playbook to all the guys they were interested in. Right. We do the same thing. No, no. They put a little special twist on it. They tape a hundred dollar bill to the last page. Why? So when they're interviewing the guys and they ask them if they read the whole playbook, of course, all of them are going to say yes. About half of them, they mention the money, but the other half don't. So when they tell them about the $100 bill, most of the guys get embarrassed. They get flustered. They fess up that they didn't read the whole thing. But ask me what your boy Bo Callahan did. You know, I really hate playing this game with you. Ask. All right, what did Bo Callahan do? Neither. He said that he'd read it, and then he didn't say anything. So? He didn't know about the $100 bill, Sonny. He lied. Never read the whole playbook. So a lot of guys don't. Yes, but when they confront him about it, and they tell him about the money, he lied again. He said something like, oh, oh yeah, now I remember. Good one, good one, guys. Jack said he is the only guy to tell the lie, and then to have the balls to stand and stick up for the lie. That it was the second strangest response he'd seen to the $100 bill thing. Want to know what the first was? God damn it, Ralph. Just tell me. A kid mailed the $100 bill back to them. That kid put it in a card, and he wrote on the card, Save this for when I win you the Super Bowl. Nice. Don't you want to know who that kid was? No. It was Brian Drew. It was Brian Drew. I love that. Dun, dun, dun. You know, because here's the thing. Johnny Manziel would have knew about any type of bill that he could roll up and do some cocaine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and here's, here's fucking the, 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 mind you, this is my version of it, right? Here's the fucking Johnny Man, the movie Johnny Manziel version. Like, yeah, nah. Oh, good one, guys. Get the fuck out of here. You would have loved that money too. You fucking sniveling little bitch. Bo Callahan. <laughs> Man, and so you just see it. Bo's a liar through and through. And uh, just like I said, someone who's going to say some shit. Oh, I can't lie. You know, like always a lying motherfucker, you know, behind that. And so just more character pieces. Well, I can't lie. I, I hate those motherfuckers. See what I did there? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I can't lie. I'm like too obvious. Hold on. Hey, hold on. I'll, it? It. <laughs> I'll be here all night. 
Fucking Bo Callahan, Johnny Manziel, lion motherfucker. (laughs) 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 And that's what's, uh, I mean, I wonder how much of this, you know, really comes through in real life. You know, the character side of things. Because we know that they ask, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of questions, you know, when they're interviewing guys and things like that. And one thing that I heard, it was pretty fucked up how like Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson, right. They're like the projected top three picks, you know, mm-hmm. in there, both play the same position. One is white, one is black. And they're asking like, like Thibodeau, they're asking him questions like all about his dad and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, was he around? And like, Oh, did he do drugs? And like a whole bunch of random shit like that. Aiden Hutchinson didn't get one one question like that asked towards him. I wonder why. <laughs> you know, I never knew there was a dream job I would want. But if that would be the new dream, the new Bogard Luigi dream job is I'm the guy they send in to ask the questions to the white guy. <laughs> like, all right. So uh, we're done with this portion of the interview. And uh yeah, enter Bogart. All right, listen, you're a white motherfucker, aren't you? <laughs> no? Okay, good answer. All right, so was your daddy around? Your mommy around? Were you on prescription pills? <laughs> you were writing your own script. You figured out a way to get scripts, weren't you? I'd be honest. Hey, we got to, man. We got to make it fair, right? Everyone wants to have everything fair. So some of these guys got to get some fucked up questions asked to them. Put them on the spot. Make them feel real, real uncomfortable. See what it feels like. Right. So now. Hey, that last clip was funny as the motherfucker. Though. I ain't going to lie. Oh, yeah. And and who is it? Uh, he's got the two stories. Sonny doesn't like hearing from this guy. Cause he's always got some shit and he was like, they said it was the second, you know, craziest story they've ever heard. You want to know what the first is? He's like, no, God damn it. (laughs) And he was like, already he's getting the confirmation bias. Yeah. It's already didn't want to fuck with the kid when the owner was like, cause remember they make the trade doesn't necessarily mean they're mean they're going for this kid. Right. But then here's the owner. He called, I heard about the trade. How'd you hear about it? God damn it. I'm an Illuminati. Right, it's and then he said, the "We're gonna get that kid." Woo! That get. They didn't get him. Right? Yep. I mean, you know, in his mind, he's like, "What, what are you talking about?" Yeah, <laughs> he's still trying to go through the process of who to actually pick, and exactly. he's got he's got the little yellow sticky note that keeps making cameos, and that's like the only thought that he has, you know, going through his mind. And um, now, Sonny needs more confirmation and needs to talk to Bo again. Because now, at the end of the $100 bill scene, he was like, okay, the second craziest story. A kid mailed them the $100 bill and said, save this for when you when I win you the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to know who, you know who it was? No, I don't. <laughs> he did not want to know. And who is it? Brian Drew. So now, Sonny has to do more due diligence. He has to call Bo again. Because he's still not sold on it. Now we just got another story, you know, that sells him a little bit more on Brian Drew, you know, than Bo. So here, here's their draft day is about to start now. It, it is almost five o'clock in New York to where the draft is about to kick off. And Sonny has to call Bo. Here's that call. 
Sonny, my man. Well, I am excited to hear your voice. You wonder when you want to call us with that good news. I want to talk to Bo, Chris. Where's the man you want to speak to? It's the Browns. <clears throat> this is Bo. Hey, Bo, how you doing? Well, good, Mr. Weaver. Excited to be a part of the NFL, you know? Good, that's great, Bo. Thrilled to hear that. Listen, I'm going to ask you something. I want you to be absolutely honest with me. You think you can do that? Yes, sir, anything, Mr. Weaver. Oh, did your teammates come to your birthday party? What? For your 21st birthday party, I'm asking, did your teammates at Wisconsin come to that party or not? Uh, look, Mr. Weaver, this isn't something I'm really very proud of, sir, but... Um... I don't really remember a single thing from that night, sir. You know what? I don't remember mine either. Thanks, Bo. Talk to you later. What'd he say? That interaction just shows how much of a lying motherfucker Bo is. Right? He lied to his agent right there. He's like, listen, bro, ain't nobody like me. <laughs> He's a piece of shit. Yep. And I think that was the confirmation that Sonny needed right there. We're going to get into, uh, we, we got the scene for the very first pick and how all that breaks down. So uh, we'll actually just give our thoughts to that after this. Let's watch the, the scene of the very first pick. The Cleveland Browns are now on the clock. Where the hell is Sunny, guys? We're on the clock here. Yeah. I don't know. Should be here. Okay, so the Browns now have 10 minutes on the clock to make a choice. And if they don't do that in that time, the team picking behind them can then jump up and potentially steal away the player the Browns wanted. It's a situation we saw play out in 2003 with the Minnesota Vikings, and it happened again in 2011 with the Baltimore Ravens. Sonny. Yeah. yeah, thank God. Yeah, I was wondering what you were doing. Yeah, it's go time, boss. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, what name do you want the commissioner to say? Right. Hey guys, he's here. Sonny, thank God. Where you been? We're on the clock. Sonny, when are we sending in the ticket? Yeah. I already sent the ticket. You, you did what? what do you you mean sent the ticket. It's tradition. We all sent. New tradition, guys. All right, when this team starts winning, We'll go back to that. And the pick is finally in. It's currently being brandished by some walkie-talkied individual, taking it up to the commissioner's podium. A big, humongous pick for the Cleveland Browns. 
Now, to find out whose name is on that card, here is the commissioner, ready to make history in Cleveland. With the first pick of the 2014 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Vontae Mack, linebacker, Ohio State. City Music Hall, the Cleveland Browns with the number one overall pick, take Vontae Mack. Okay, and we don't see it. <laughs> it gets cut off a little bit before the uh, the end of the scene, but that yellow sticky note, it actually makes its way all the way back, and uh, he throws it. Kevin Costner throws it on the table, and then Dennis Leary picks it up, and it says Vontae Mack no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I love Vontae's reaction. Uh, man, Chadwick Boseman. I was about to say that. I, I listen, hold on. The first time I watched it, y'all saying I've, I may have, been, may have not been on some mushrooms. <laughs> and some hemory. So it was like, you know what I mean? It was a little, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I more so laughed at the motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> I laughed so hard even. <laughs> but when I watched it again uh, today, you know what I mean? And it, it was just, it was so fucking touching. You know what I mean? Because that's probably what these motherfuckers really, you know what I mean? I mean, not probably. It is. When the motherfucker, they be crying on the motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we got um, and we got their reactions of uh, Vontae and Bo that we're going to show on here after. But it's oh, crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got that one in there because, uh, you know, we get to see Chadwick Boseman, you know, go all the way with this. And uh, there's not too many times where – Oh, yeah, RIP. We uh, There's not too many times where we don't know who's going to be the first pick. We always seem to know whether it's the night before, whether it's a couple hours before. You know, I mean, this year – I mean, it was either Walker or Aiden Hutchinson. We knew it was pretty much between those two. You know, maybe Thibodeau is an outside shot, you know, to go number one overall. But it was pretty much between two guys. I mean, in this, it's Bo Callahan and nobody else who they're thinking is going number one overall. This is QB era. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is when, like, you need to get the QB. Like, this was during those times. You know what I mean? Like. And so here we go. We got the, we got the reactions from Vontae and Bo, and I, uh, I this part always gets me. Here we go. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Congratulations, Vontae. You're a Cleveland Brown. Car's gonna be picking you up in ten minutes, and we're flying you to Cleveland. You think you can manage that? <laughs> you need to get back inside. 
what just happened. This is the NFL draft. These things happen all the time. Now trust me. These teams, they don't want a quarterback that panties. I need you to come inside now. Come on. So I love I love Vontae's reaction because it shows how genuine you know he is. And I also love Bo's reaction because it shows how much of a bitch he is. Mm-hmm. He's trying to dip, you little bitch. And then here's here's Diddy that basically has to beg him. And then didn't and then didn't really has to be like, listen, bro, these these motherfuckers don't like a bitch. <laughs> Better get back. They're looking to see how you panic under pressure. And uh, he and didn't. That he of, that was part of the shocker. That was part of the shit. Uh, th- that uh, that uh, what Sonny Liston. <laughs> That's what we're yeah. calling him. <laughs> Sonny Liston saw on the tape. Remember, he panics. Yep. Right. Saw mm. that multiple multiple times. Got the pressure in his face after mm. getting knocked down a couple times. And, and, and he just again. gets the jittering. And it just continued all the way here, and then <clears throat> everybody. Like Sonny, he leaves the room, you know, and then they go find him and they're like, hey, you're not going to believe this. No one's taking Bo Callahan because nobody expected to get him mm-hmm. outside of the number one pick. So everybody won with their exactly. top pick. Nobody did their due diligence. See, and that's the thing, too, is like Belichick would have been done that. You oh, think yeah. about Belichick? And Belichick wouldn't give a fuck if I'm number 32. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing the due diligence on everybody. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, you know why you have to do due diligence? So then you might even be able to put out some fucked up rumors. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what? They say he's like a really, they say like, um, he's a really good dude, goes to children's hospitals, right? Then they go like, you know what, man? He reads a really big fan of Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? And then like, it goes around. And they're like, oh, and then he falls at 32 and a Belichick drafts him. <laughs> Evil Empire. It'd be like that sometimes. Oh, yeah. So the coolest thing about this movie is because, I I mean, a big portion of this movie comes between picks one and pick seven, you know, and if if we're talking 10 minute clocks, you know, that's like 60 minutes, you know, before all this happens, literally an hour, you know, before their seventh pick comes on. And so the first four picks go by. Nobody takes Bo. Number five, who's on the clock is Denver, and they know that they're not going to go QB. And Sonny's trying to make some moves for number six. And so here we go. In Bogard fashion, he's got to try to cock block the number seven pick, uh, the <laughs> Seattle Seahawks, who are about to come up on Bo Callahan. You got to be uh, straight with me. About what? What's wrong with Callahan? Why is everyone passing on him? Why, why did you pass on him? I told you we like Vontae better. Damn it, Sonny. I- I'm about to be on the clock here. Please. What's wrong with Callahan? Can I be frank with you? Yes. I think he's a bust. What? How? Why? I don't know. Gut feeling. To be honest, Jeff, it's a character thing for me. But look, I have other needs. So if you want to make a trade for six, I can make that happen right now. You want six? Who are you taking? Can't. I can't tell you that, Jeff. The question is, do you want to make a trade? Because if you're not, if you're not sold on Callahan, you can still come out of here with a handful of draft picks. You look like a seasoned pro, and everybody wonders what you're up to next year. I don't know. I don't know, Sonny. 
Look, Jeff, every year someone comes out of this looking like a donkey. Can you hear me? Yeah. Good, because tomorrow I got a feeling it could be you if you don't make this deal. Look, everyone else, everyone else has a reason to pass on Bo Callahan. You don't. Give me six. Give me six, and I'll give you our second round pick this year and our second rounder next year. Do what? Oh, come on. That sounds awesome, Sonny. What am I, a jerk? I'm just spitballing here, Jeff. Two number twos for the six overall. I'm not an idiot. I give you ones, but I already dealt them. Well, you're going to have to do better than that. Jesus, the clock. I know Denver hasn't picked yet, but they will any second, all right? Shit, Sonny. I need more. Tell me. What is the very best that you can do? Final offer. Take our number two pick this year, next year, and the next year after that. That's three years of number two picks. Four. I want your next four number twos. Nah, Jeff, I'm not going to do that. Stay with me on planet Earth here, all right? You know what I just offered you is fair. So, three years of second rounders. That's right, for your pick right now. And you and your guys can regroup, figure yourselves out, and relax. This is a good deal, Jeff. So he has to try to fleece him. And, uh, man, that would just be crazy. Can hey, you, hey, you, know what, you know what the truest, my, 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 the truest Bogart statement is? That was a good deal, Jeff. <laughs> this is a good deal, Jeff. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> my bad to get you up right now. No, it totally is, I though. I'm so Bogart. I'm so Kevin Costner. In this <laughs> and like right after, he's like, someone always ends up looking like a donkey. And like he's waiting to hear something, but he doesn't give him a chance. He's like, you hear me? He's like, oh, yeah, I heard you. <laughs> hey, I love it. It's all a part of it, right? Yeah. The little psychology of things that he's doing, like he's definitely a seasoned pro. And the reason why they're doing this is because when they initially traded, they swapped number ones with Seattle, the 101 to the 107. And now, you know, it's getting to the 105. Denver's not going to pick a QB, and it's Jacksonville. Or Seattle made the trade with them. They're going to get Bo Callahan, and they got three first-round picks, you know, as well. So he's going to look like the GM of the year. But now Sonny just swoops in, grabs that number six, and then this is probably the best scene in the entire movie, the, sea, the, the negotiations again for the Seahawks. Because in the beginning, Sonny got fleeced. Yeah, but, you know, he's hitting him with them same isms. This is so Bogart right here. <laughs> here we go. So this Revenge. is this is my favorite scene of the whole movie. Here we go. Okay, somebody get me Tom Michaels on the phone. Tell me you didn't just do that, Sonny. Michaels, Tom Michaels. Wait, are we on the clock? Tell me you didn't just do that. We just got the number six pick, and no, we are not on the clock. Denver is on the clock. Okay, so we got six. Who are we picking at six? 
Rick, can you get Marvin on the phone now? Okay, Marvin. Let me get this straight. In the span of one day, you have managed to burn through three years worth of number one and number two picks. Is that correct? Yeah. I quit, son. Don't quit. I can't coach a team that doesn't have a future, Sonny. That's the way it works. I got Tom Michaels on the line. Sonny, are we trading six? Will everyone please just shut up? People, please, can I have a moment of goddamn silence while I do my job here, okay? Look, don't quit, all right? Just let me do my job here, right? Just let me do this. Don't quit now. If by the end of the night you still want to quit, then quit. Just see what I do from here. Your show, Sonny. Tom Michaels is holding. You son of a bitch! Anthony, I need five minutes, all right? Five minutes, and then you can fire me. Sonny, you okay? are a dead man. Mr. Molina, Mr. Molina, look at me. Look at me. Just give him a minute. He knows what he's doing. Tom, it's Sonny. Jesus, Mary, and whatnot. Do I owe you a thank you, Weaver? Thank you. Jacksonville's on the clock, and I'm one more crazy shit show from insanity. Can you imagine scoring three first-round picks and Bo Callahan? Lord God, let that infant John Carson screw this up. It's Jeff Carson, Tom, and he doesn't have the pick. I do. What? I just made a trade with Jacksonville. I'm on the clock. It's me. Bullshit. The Jacksonville Jaguars have made a trade. The Cleveland Browns now have the sixth pick and are on the clock. Sonny, what'd you give him? No time for that. I'm on the clock. I'm going to pick Bo, Tom, unless you want him more, and if so... Let's make a deal. We still have Bo Callahan? What the hell's going on, Sonny? Everyone thinks there's something wrong with a kid, but you don't, all right? You've done your due diligence. You're about to pull off the move of the century, but you need my pick to do it, so make me an offer. You've gone rogue. You've gone renegade. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. I could have, could have gotten Vontae at seven, but instead I trade up with you just so I can get him at one. Jesus Christ. You were right about me, Tom. I am a crazy man, so come on, take advantage of it. What are you waiting for? So this scene is so good, I had to cut it into two pieces so we could kind of break down each one. It's crazy because nobody knows what Sonny's going to do, but he's had this calculated move ever since he knew that Bo Callahan was going to slip to number six and that there was a rookie. You mean once he knew he was a piece of shit because <laughs> he was the only one that did the due diligence because no one thought that, that, that he would fall anywhere past one. Nope. Everyone's been hyping up Bo all day, all the way from Chucky uh, on TV saying that he's the unanimous number one pick and the best QB all the way down to, I mean, shit, every, every fan that we've seen, you know, Cleveland, um, all their fans are super hyped for him. Like that was the move that they needed him to do. And the Johnny Manziel, he, he threw him a curve, threw him a curve. They weren't paying for Manziel. Oh no. And so here we go. Kevin Costner's already leading it up, you know, talking down about himself to make the, you know, Seattle GM start puffing out his chest a little bit. Okay, maybe he's down and out. Maybe I can take advantage of him. You know, he's been trying to take advantage of him all day. He has taken advantage of him all day so far (laughs) up until this point. (laughs) All right. And here we go. Second half, second half of the scene. Here's where it gets real good. I want my number ones back, all of them. That's crazy. Why would I give them back? Because at the end of the day, no one's the wiser. Tom, you haven't lost anything, and you get the quarterback Messiah you've always wanted for $7 million less. 
Nah, nah, I can't do it. I look like an idiot, like I panicked. You take them. You obviously don't want to. I'll stick with my draft picks. Yeah, but you want them, Tom, don't you? Seahawks fans want a hero, and you denied them. Not that bad. Don't lie to me. I checked all the Seahawks fan blogs and chat rooms. They're all calling for your head. Ever since you traded away Callahan, the barbarians are at the gate. I don't care about that. Uh, yeah, you do. You and I both know it. I have the golden ticket now, Tom, and if I give it to you, you get to save Seahawk football in Seattle. Um, how about give you number two picks? No. Mm -mm -mm -mm. No, I want my picks back, all of them. I want all three years of this team's future back. That's not fair. Well, you want to cry about it, Tom, or you want to make a little magic before the clock runs out on both of us? Seven million cheaper solves our salary cap problem. We're still gonna give the fans what they want. Okay, screw it. No more offer. It's off the table, Tom. I'm taking Callahan. Whoa, 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 no, no. Wait, wait. All right, you have a deal. I'll give you your picks. We have a deal. What else do we need? Special teams. Putney, get Putney. Yeah, yeah. David Putney. 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 Yeah. Putney. Hello? Sonny? I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. What? What do you want now? I want my picks back. I want David Putney. I need a punt returner. Where the hell that come from? It doesn't matter. I want all my picks back, and I want David goddamn Putney just because I feel like it. You're out of your mind. Yeah, I am. Haven't I proved that already? You make this deal right now, Tom, and you get Bo Callahan. Say it with me. You get Bo. Come on, Tom, say it with me, you pancake-eating motherfucker. <laughs> All right, shit. Deal. Great. You're welcome. Yeah. 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 God damn it, I love this job. <laughs> Man, all right. So we're going to skip a little bit in the scene, but uh, my, my favorite part is going all the way back. Uh, you know, say it with me, pancake-eating motherfucker. <laughs> pancake-eating motherfucker. <laughs> Check it all the way I back. Just, he throws everything, and before he even delivers the you pancake-eating motherfucker line, he hit him with all the revenge narrative Bogart shit. Listen, motherfucker. Uh, what did he say? He's like, you want to be the fucking... I'm giving you the golden ticket. You know what I mean? Gotta pay you for it. the motherfucker to save Seattle, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Because Seattle's clearly the worst team. They had the first pick overall to begin with. You know what I yep. mean? Yep. And he was on them. I've read all the Seahawks fan blogs and everything. They want your head after trading Bogart. And, and then he hit some like some real GM shit. He goes like I'm on Bogart shit. He goes, listen, you about to save seven million, bro. <laughs> and you see the actual owner. Of the uh, the the owner of it <laughs> for Chi oh. McBride, man, he's he's been in some stuff, you know. And uh, what was it, Boston Public? He was like the uh, the 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 principal and shit, and in a whole bunch of movies. But you see him, he perks up right there, like ooh, 
Dude, like seven million saves our cap problems. <laughs> and that's so good that you pointed it out because it's like that's how cheap those motherfuckers are. Seven million? That's like that's a fucking that's a summer ghetto. That's that's a weekend in Hamptons. <laughs> and uh, the funniest part was uh, when he got him to agree to the deal. Got him to agree to give him all three first back. Then. He puts them on hold. What else do we need? He says, I need all of it. Hey, this is where I give it. This is where it bothers me, though. Because then you have whatever fucking analyst, whatever, right? I mean, not analyst. Uh, yeah, you know, what's her name? <laughs> Help me out here. The cap? Uh, huh? The cap? The, the one who yeah, manages the cap, right? Yeah. yeah. And she goes straight to the special teams, right? And if you, if you, rec- if you remember the era, right, this is what really got me. Right, really kills me because like wow, they were because it was Shanahan that was in the building with the Browns at that those times. Uh-huh. Shanahan and Pat Shermer with Brian Hoyer the year prior to this. So that's this is when they're writing the movie. You know what I'm saying? When you're writing the movie, I mean writing the movie, when you're shooting the movie, is that year prior. You know what I mean? This is probably like a three-month shoot, mm-hmm. and it came out the next year. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And like th- this is the Shanahan shit, and then the motherfucker. That's what kills me. Cause like, what do we need? We need a punt returner. <laughs> like, fucking Shanahan. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> David Putney. That's all you wanted? Like David Putney sounds like a goofy white guy. You know, like that. That's what it kind of sounds like. He'll be a slot like. receiver too. Sounds yeah. like Trent Dilford and the uh, Trent Dilford. Uh Trent, uh, uh what's his name? Um you know what I'm talking about, right? The shifty white, uh, uh, shifty white slot receiver that the Niners had. Um, he's with the Bengals now, or last year. Trent, what's his Trent last name? Something. I don't know why I'm uh, thinking McDuffie, but that's like the rookie. Yeah, you know what? You're gonna cut all this out. <laughs> yeah. All right, hold on. Before you go back live, where are we back on? I'm sure, I'm sure, really good. <laughs> I just realized too, like it's funny because I'll be talking to you like we on, right? And I always be just looking at your side of the screen. But then, like, you know, the way I come out on the screen, I'm looking the other way, right? So I've been <laughs> trying. <laughs> like, and I'm like, what am I, Robbie? <laughs> <coughs> and we're just gonna leave this in. It's even better. <laughs> yes, <we're that> all <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, the Kevin Costner was hitting him with everything because he's still pissed about getting fleeced this morning, you oh. know, because he didn't want to give up the three first. And so, pancake eating motherfucker. He all gets in him one day. He gets him to agree to the the three first, but then he wants to do exactly what he did to him earlier when he was like, uh, "Oh, we live in a different world than we lived in thirty minutes ago." Mm-hmm. You know, now we live in a different world than we did thirty seconds. Ago. Pay me more. <laughs> Revenge. Oh, yeah. And so the trade goes down. Seattle ends up getting Bo Callahan. Uh, yeah, just for, like they said, $7 million cheaper. Um, the Browns, so to get everything that they got, now they have the number seven pick, and we're going to watch that uh, scene as well. And they gave up the three seconds. So that's the one thing that they did give up. So I, I feel like that's another reason they had to get something else mm-hmm. on top of the three first. You already he gave just, up in two Bogart fashion. He just kept digging himself deeper in that hole. And yep. it was like, this is the 
We're going to get it all back in one shot. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. So oh, he, I love it. I was then, watching this shit just dying hard today. You know what I mean? Because this is fantasy football stuff that's happening all the time. You now, know, like this kind of shit isn't happening on, in the NFL outside this of this year too much. Is this before you show this clip in this offseason? Is this not like a foreshadow? Like when you were, I remember the we were doing a stream the other day. And you're like, it never, early this morning, you're like, it never really happens like that where they just move these picks like that. It's like, bro, my Niners traded up three firsts <laughs> to get yeah. land. <laughs> like, we did. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who else? Trubisky, you know, there's another one, another big time trade, you know, that right? happened. Imagine that. He's like, listen, bro, I'm about to get Trubisky. <laughs> no, you're not. Deal. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> we were never going to get Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> and my Niners, I tell us, to, first of all, I tell us, shout out to Fornicator and all the Bears, Brews, and Bros. I told them, we are still suffering the bad karma of that trade. It's the Bogart trade. <laughs> bad Fleeced karma. Fleeced them. And that's why I'm really Kevin Costner, because I'm really believing this karma shit. was like, listen, we're going to do the right thing here. And we're going to get the bad guys in with their hits of their own medicine. Because I was the bad guy. My my Niners are still suffering my trade I made. I pulled the plug in New Orleans. Turned all the lights out. I did it. So that is one thing that's dope. I mean, because we have seen, I mean, even this year, you know, seeing uh, the three firsts for Russell Wilson, you know, pre-draft and all that. Like, this is the craziest year that we've seen in the offseason as far as trades. We've seen more trades in the draft than uh, than really anything ever. 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 Nine trades in the first round. That's a lot. That's a shitload. I love I'm it. I'm saying... This is Bogart's doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to the number seven pick right after Seattle drafted Bo Callahan. Here we go. Hello? Ray, Coach Penn of the Cleveland Browns. Hey, Coach. How would you like to play for your pops' old team? Gonna be around. <laughs> You're gonna be around. General Manager Sonny Weaver Jr. took one pick in the first round, the number seven pick. He sprinkled it with fairy dust, wished upon a star, and somehow he turned it into not one, not two, but three potentially impactful players for his team next year. One pick. He took a chance. He went with his gut. He took his guy. Make no mistake about it. The Cleveland Browns are his team now for sure. This is the draft day Browns fans were waiting for. Sonny Weaver Jr. pulled it off. When you were like, I want all my picks back and I want David goddamn Putney because I feel like it. Like, how did you come up with that? I was pissed. Aaron, look at who we have right now. Uh, let me break it down. Vontae Mack, the guy who plays with more passion and inspiration than anyone in college football. He's a Brown. Ray Jennings, the running back the Browns have needed for years, a return man to help out on special teams, mm. and Riz, just like we wanted, 
Brian Drew back at quarterback, where he belongs. I don't even want to hear about Bo Callahan. If he thinks Callahan's a bust, who am I going to argue with that? He turned nothing into a big-time something. Smile for the cameras, coach. This is a day for Cleveland to celebrate. We had a great day! Super Bowl! Super Bowl! Super Bowl! Super Bowl! Super Bowl! All right, so the first thing that stands out to me, and I'll let you break some shit down, is the is the level of actor skill, you know, between Chadwick Boseman and Arian Foster. Obviously, they're nowhere in the same stratosphere as, like, actor. But you see, I mean, man, they made Arian play like an Uncle Tom motherfucker. Like, Boseman, he's a real <laughs> <laughs> Goes up hugging the over. I you went there. <laughs> Go up hugging the owner, kissing the owner's ass. Chadwick Boseman goes up to uh, to Sonny Weaver Jr., picks his ass up, you know, like real motherfucker. I love that shit. You know what I love? All right, how about this? When is Kevin Costner's birthday? Let's see. No, 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 not when is it. I know when it is. When do you think it is? Oh, when do I think it is? Um, Was he a Sag? No. Capricorn? He's a hustler, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's the 18th, bro. Yeah. He might have had some Bogart isms, right? <laughs> but the deals that got done was the hustler shit. Where oh, it was yeah. like, you let the motherfucker drop down. You, know, you knew he was finna drop. I've seen you do this a lot. You know what I mean? And still get your guy. And, it, and it, see, this is what I love about it, though, because we are like the the, the the dynamic duo in fantasy, right? So that you know, for everyone watching this, you're probably watching this also because you you're aware of it because you watch our fantasy content. So hey, silver screen breakdowns give me money, yeah. right? But if you're watching this, you know we some trading motherfuckers. But I'm a trading trading motherfucker. <laughs> you are just a trading motherfucker. You will like see how to trade. And you know what I'm saying? I, I could play the long game too. I could do what you do, but you you get what I'm saying, right? We make we have two totally different trade styles. You your motto is if it's a fast trade, it's a bad trade. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm on the other hand, I'm like trying to get them on this fast ass shit. You're trying I, to you get know, the dudes on the fast trade. Yeah, because I don't want them to figure out what everyone should already know. <laughs> I'm always speaking in like universal context. Like, oh, you didn't know that you're going to get got. Everyone should know this before they start asking around or searching it on the Googles. You know what I mean? And find out like, oh, this is what Bogart was up to. You know what I mean? We're going to strike quick and fast. And once Kevin Costner's character figured out that certain ism, because he, he, and you know what I'm saying? The hell of the hell of a PI they got. You know what I mean? Hell of a private investigator that got to find that. Like, this ain't none of them went to the motherfucking party, bro. It's like little things the whole way. How's this motherfucker going to lead my team? You know what I mean? Then once he knew that, he didn't share it with no one either. You see me recently in fantasy. I got fucked sharing sharing some some inside information with somebody. (laughs) Stole my trade right before my (laughs) eyes. And I'm just yeah. I'm just trying to do it like Mac Dre, you know, because boy, I could talk a cat off the fish wagon mm-hmm. selling Eskimo ice at a high price. Again. High price. And he said, listen, bro, you want him now? 
Here he is now. <laughs> he was on him, man. That was this. It was awesome. Like, that's what we love about these fantasy trades. And then right after, you know, just, oh, I love this goddamn job. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so fucking hyped that he got that to go down. Called you him a pancake-eating motherfucker. Served him his pancakes. He did everything, he Oh, he cut the promo on him and everything. And he hit him with a taste of his own medicine. He checked all the boxes, bro. It's almost like me and you coached him through this whole shit. Oh, yeah. He was on it. Lie. He was on it. This was fucking awesome. And uh, and you know what? So if you guys haven't you, seen. You want to know what I love real quick before you continue? This is what I really love. He showed more life. This is, what, this is what, why he's such a great actor. Kevin Costner. He showed more life in his reaction to when he said, what was the line? He said, I love dude. It was saying, it was oh, I love this goddamn job. <laughs> I love this goddamn job. He had more life in that than every time he was talking to, to Jennifer Garner's character, right? Because you know, you know there's something going on with them, obviously, right? But he never, you know what I mean? He's so tapped in, and it's lucky that he's with this this broad because or fucking with his broad on the low because she as is with the shit too. Because he, there's no way, or he's just not fucking nobody. Because he is invested fully, just like his Pop L's was. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's crazy because none of these scenes, like, they're not going with the storyline of, like, the love interest of them. Because at the beginning of the movie, she you could tell um, she doesn't say. He got she- more arousal out of football than her. I ain't going to lie. That's where I was getting at. <laughs> he showed this more life like- in that line when he said I love this goddamn job, then. But then, anytime you talk to her, talking about fucking her, you know what I mean? It well, yeah, mind. one. I mean, at the My beginning word. of the movie, so she told him that he was going to be a dad. You know, she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. That was what came out in the very beginning yeah, of the he was movie. Fucking on the side, but they also had that, something going on. Everything that happened in this day is like all he wants to do is focus on the draft. You know, but now Jennifer Gardner saying she's pregnant. You know, that's to start the day. The mom wants to spread the dad's ashes, you know, on the football field. It's like all this. Hey, that was kind of crooked, though, too, when he was like, no. Because I I understood where he was coming from. My dad would be like, fuck that. We're not not spreading Pop's ashes today. Not today. I got a fucking draft. You know what I mean? Like, he could picture his dad saying the same thing about his grandpa. You know what I mean? Yep. It's a motherfucking draft. Hold on. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that yep. killed him too, though. That killed him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. Like, you know what? Stay, just, just stay the course. <laughs> you know yeah, there's a lot of different storylines, you know, little subplots within the movie. I mean, this is Hollywood, Hollywood writing. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a good, it was a good way that they mixed in the stories, you know. But obviously, this was just the most fun part of it. And uh, oh, and if you guys haven't heard any of the previous podcasts, just go to ssbpod.com. Go start downloading. And uh, yeah, just go check out the other ones. We broke down Jackie Brown and we broke down Pulp Fiction. And in Quentin Tarantino, like classic Quentin Tarantino, because I think we got it. You know, I think we got it. But I got one more scene and I say that we watch it. Why? Because we love watching movies. Movies. Ah, oh, fuck. I knew, I knew you were going there, and I was just so late with it. <laughs> so here we go. Here's the uh, here's the end of the movie. 
Anthony, you did a hell of a job with the draft. Congratulations. Thanks, Jim. Very impressive, Anthony. Thanks, Bernie. I can't take all the credit. But I will. <laughs> So Arian Foster just kind of looked like a joke in that little uh, in that little huddle, you know. I mean, Chadwick Boseman's the one in the middle hyping everybody up, you know. Brian Drew tells everyone to get the hands up, and Arian Foster's got that goofy ass like smile, like on his face, <laughs> <laughs> like a bitch, even <laughs> just clowning around. Hey, we're just gonna always go in on him. Oh, so yeah, it, until he comes on the podcast, we're just going to keep yeah. shitting on him. Maybe that'll get his attention. Because that was actually what we said, though, too. He's 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 a hell of a guy when we said we're always going to shit on him. <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah, man, don't don't be big time, man. And uh, all right, so the Cleveland Browns draft in 2014. They draft Justin Gilbert at the uh, <laughs> the number eight overall pick. Okay. I don't even know who the fuck that is. He only played for a couple seasons in the NFL. Um, Johnny Manziel, they pick him at the twenty-two. <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> a lot of nothing there. He they fell. Were, yep, he just kept falling because nobody wanted him. Everyone else did their due diligence. They realized he was the guy that would have took that hundred-dollar bill and bought chow mein with it, <laughs> and then probably like used like because now he has no more bills. Yeah, if he if he bought it for me. Right, he would, he would, it would have been, it would have cost a hundo for the grand, for the grandbaby, and then he would have took a, a a page from the playbook, rolled that motherfucker up, and snowed it. Yep, Johnny two, they, they did hit on their second and third round picks, though. No. They drafted a guard at thirty five who played uh, all the way until uh, twenty. Well, uh, so I don't know if he's still in the league or not, but it has him all the way to twenty twenty one. Played 112 games, and uh, I don't know if it's all with the Browns. Shredder? Or not. No, not Shredder. Uh, but Batonio, Batonio, Joel Batonio. Ooh, forget about it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then Christian Kirksey. That was some. That was who they drafted with their third rounder. So they really hit on the uh, on the Kirksey pick there. But man, they just yeah. cannot draft in the first round to save their life. That, if they had he's a draft, Kirksey, he's, 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 he's still around, right? He was, he was, he was on the Texans, Texans last year. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So he's still playing. I mean, uh, he he's up there. You know, he's getting a little long in the tooth, but uh, he's still active, you know, for a third round pick. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, you see the, uh, <laughs> I like how, uh, you know, when, um, when Chadwick gets uh finally they get to the Cleveland VIP party and all that, all the fans, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, man. That's so funny. I died so hard. How much do you think the Browns have been yelling Super Bowl, you know, since they drafted Baker and made all the Nick Chubb and all these moves 
to uh, make it seem like they're going to make a Super Bowl run. I mean, they got Watson now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, like, look at that. Like, they keep – this is like a – Wasn't it three first-rounders that they traded to get him to? This is like a foreshadowing. They just kept doing this all the time. Every time. You know what I mean? Like, how many – from Brian Whedon to Baker Mayfield – to now trading for Deshaun Watts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this it was three three first the rounds. Browns have to make moves. Even into the shit when you said earlier, when they're shitting on Cleveland being a place in itself. We don't have beaches. We don't even have, like, fine bitches you want to fuck. <laughs> we just got the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> we got, we straight from Cleveland. Shout to the both thugs in harmony, bro. Oh man! Oh, you got a different one. Come on! <laughs> Don't kill them! Don't kill the Browns! We got Watson. You got Watson everywhere, blood. I got Watson everywhere. So everywhere. we're everywhere. We're gonna we're gonna need Watson to kill it. But the Browns don't have to do. I uh, don't have to win the Super Bowl for me to make some money off of Watson, though. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying, though. <laughs> you know what? If they should be yelling Super Bowl in that chant, yeah, they should. Yeah, because it's not like the Cowboys now. <laughs> that would just be like, oh, we're going to Super Bowl. Oh, really? <laughs> Says who? Yeah, especially them. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't miss on Vonte Mack. I mean, everyone probably questioned him being number one overall. But man, if we we're going to be doing, uh, you know, one of these like fictional character like oh, IDP drafts and all that, and Vontae Max definitely, you know, a top five pick in a draft like that. IDP oh, stud. Hey, fuck! I'm I'm about to be Bogart Callahan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, when these motherfucking fish, aren't we doing one? Oh yeah, yeah, we 14, are. right? Yeah, 14. That that's the start. Yeah, there it is. I'm about there. to be Bogard Callahan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it's about to be like a real freak job. Bogard Callahan auto. There we go. Right? Just mash it all up with fucking black sheep and everything. Well, if no one gets them, if you if you have the pick before me and you pick Bogard Callahan, I'm definitely picking Vontae Mack. And Hold I'm on, Bogard Callahan Auto. Bogard Callahan Auto. <laughs> yeah, because I'm also fucking, what's his name's dad in Black Sheep. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I'm about to, I'm about to super freak it. Yeah. I'm Bogard Callahan Auto. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking Tommy Boy's dad, even. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and we got a request um, for a movie. To break down it was uh it was a couple days ago and i can't remember his whole uh his whole screen name but it was something 49er i can't remember exactly oh, what i gotta do it yeah so the movie say, it better be good son <laughs> the movie is blood in blood out oh yeah that's a good one man bought those locals forever eh? yeah this is the best food i ate in nine years bought the and we gotta bring peacock on there yeah so we got we got to talk to him. I know he loves that movie. We got to get him on this joint yeah. with us. That's really so, good. Yeah. So we're gonna get up. We got shafted right in the fucking in the, the bracketology. 
Yeah. That, well, I mean, I think it made it farther than uh, than it should than have. anyone thought. But still, though, you know, what I mean, in a lot of circles, like I mean, I know you and Peacock especially were like, this one just got to keep going. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you did not vote for the that one every time it was versus something. I think me neither, actually. Once it got up there, too. I mean, because that's a really good movie. You it know, really and, is. Like, it it sucks that it's all you know. It's that it's American Me. You know, like not a lot of people know about Stand and Deliver. You know, um, as far as like mm-hmm. Mexican movies that are out there, but that's pretty much like the Mexican culture is like all these prison movies. And uh, so, yeah, and that one just Chong. goes. It goes real deep. And Cheech and Chong, yeah, but they're more like they're Mexican American. Mexican, really. Yeah, but it's like Mexican Americans. You know, Mexican Americans, they love their nanus and their ninis and their ninus and their ninus. ninus. (laughs) I've probably torn that up. No, that's pretty much what it is. And uh, Mexican Americans love education, so they go to night school and they get a B. (laughs) Hold on, then he goes, Hold on, that was cool, but. I wrote a whole other version. A little more rock and roll. Beaners. Oh, man. He was fucking, he was like, so fucking stupid. He was so serious about it, too. And Cheech is like, yeah, all right, all right, man. <laughs> he was so sincere. <laughs> he was like, yo, I just, that was cool. But Listening to Cheech's song made him think of that song. <laughs> he was like, that's cool, but in the remix. <laughs> Oh man, fucking that that's definitely oh God. That's you definitely one that too. Cheech oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cheech is a savage with the songs, man. He writes all that funny ass shit. Fuck yeah. They're that's definitely funny, dog. That's definitely one we're gonna be doing. We've done, you know, a little oh, bit more yes. serious movies. Yeah, especially next movie. I'd rather start with that than and you got the shirt and everything. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a good thing. <laughs> I'm serious. The fact for everyone watching this, the first time I met Hustler in the in the three three-dimensional realm, he was wearing a Cheech and Chong shirt, and we were at Disneyland. And I was the one who got sweated and, and they took all my weed entering <laughs> Disneyland. And I was wearing a shirt that said daddy. And while everyone in my family had the magic shirts, just signifying specifically who we are in in the in our family's pecking order. I'm daddy. She is mommy. This is you know what I mean, and so forth. And he has a Jesus Chong shirt, and he getting there with all the isms, and they take all my joints. And see, it's little signs like that from the universe. That lets me know, just go full force with the 420 aspect of all this stuff. Because it really is, right? The weed be letting you know. The weed. You know what's so funny, though? You you know how many times I'll be mad as fuck about whatever it is I'll be mad about, right? You know what I'm saying? I have no no problems calling my man Huss on a good Bogart rant. You know what I mean? (laughs) I done ranted about hella shit. You know what I mean? And like, that was one of them. Bruh. I'm fucking, they just took all my shit. Happiest place on earth. My ass, I've been here a bazillion times. But see, but I didn't even know, here's this in true Bogart fashion. I should have asked, 
first of all, if they even let smoking period in there, like cigarettes or whatever, even they 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 outlawed everything. Yep, they stopped all I, that. The last time I had been there was like six years, seven years prior. When I was at that motherfucker, was getting loaded. You know what I mean? Because we they had smoking sections for cigarettes oh, yeah. and whatnot. We just getting high there. We've seen the evolution because literally every year of Noble's life, we've gone to Disneyland, you know, just for different reasons. Well, I mean, uh, you know, at least have the vape cartridges and things exactly. like that. So we that's saw exactly what I'm saying, getting high. So we saw the evolution of literally having, you know, like three designated areas within Disneyland where you could smoke cigarettes or vape cartridges or whatever. And then it changes to where you could only smoke it in between the parks. So you had to leave Disneyland and be like in the middle. Of and then Disneyland. they started making it like when you when you leave, you're done. If you have one of those jumpers, you only or there's specific jumpers. Like this, a two day jumper or a day and a half jumper. Like you know, once you leave, you're done in there. You can't go back there. You know what I mean? Yep. Like fuck. Like you start having to weigh these things out, right? Being a parent, like all right, yeah, we're definitely gonna leave just so I can smoke a joint. So I'm gonna bring this cart in this motherfucker. I didn't yeah. know this shit, so I couldn't game plan. I came in there with 20 pre rolls. <laughs> 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 and it was and it was the happiest place on earth for the dude who searched you because man he got yeah, and I got on his helmet too. <laughs> I said, I listen, he's like, listen, bro, I'm so your friend outside of here. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm like, oh yeah, you're my friend. You're about to get high with me, and I'm not even gonna be there, bro. If you're saying and you know what, maybe he was maybe he was telling you to read between the lines, like give him your phone number so he could give it to you after work or something. Mm, I was too hot. <laughs> you know what it is too? It's my journey before that. Remember, remember, it was like we're gonna be there. We're gonna leave. I was, I was right across the street, basically, right. Yeah. Then, then you were coming from a, you were coming from a journey. You know, what I'm saying you were on a mission. So it was like you left at a certain time. Remember, it was like, okay, cool. It shit opens at ten. We'll probably see you at eleven. I'm, I'm doing like Bogart shit, doing real Filipino shit. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're about to be there like at ten. I'm, and I'll be, but I'm real with you. I'll be there like at eleven, right? <laughs> but then chicks that you start hitting me, you're like. It's 10.30. You hit me like 10.30. Yeah, we'll probably be there like at 11.30. Okay, cool. I'm like, yeah, I'll probably be there at 12.30. <laughs> <laughs> and then my 12.30, it turns into like 2 o'clock. Because if it's really, I I think I told you like I'll be there at 1.30. But then by 2 o'clock, we're just getting seen in there. Because I had to go to this joint. Ride the fucking thing. Right? The motherfucking uh, the, uh, the bus thing. Right? Yep, the shuttle, yeah. To this motherfucker, yeah, but it's like the big bus joint, though. You know what I mean? Right. And what's crazy about it too is like the whole time I'm very aware of what I'm carrying with me, but it's just like it's also like it was crazy because like I have four kids with me, you know what I mean? And you know what I mean? Yeah. Just all the all the fucking uh here's where you should have had it in, man. I tried to tell you, throw it in the Amira. Had it, uh, man. I ha I had all these packed, you know, just in there. And uh, I mean, they didn't know I, got, what it was. I got a couple in there now, but I mean, they just they didn't even look at it. Either way, bro, there's to get to my point is like, just you know, there's a whole lot of everything going on in my world. You know what I mean? And this is the first time I like stepped out of like out of bounds, like for real, right? So like, even like when we're in the hotel, like we're just cleaning the fuck out of this hotel. You know what I mean? <laughs> they probably didn't, they probably didn't clean it before we came here. <laughs> I swear to God, you know what I mean? It's so crazy. 
I came the night before. <laughs> oh man, that was a, that was a fun day, minus you getting your weed jacked by the security. Yeah, it was awesome, right? And so back, hold on. So now to bring it all the way back, right? Hell of a movie, because we gotta start rating these motherfuckers too, right? Before we close uh, things out, right? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'm. So what are we doing? Like a um. Let's do I just like say, based on weed. Let's do based on weed. I will give this one. I'll give this one. This one's twenty five percent for me. All right, so that's what. So we're like we're giving it like a THC count, right? Yeah. Like that's what we're thinking. All right, so I'm gonna give it a little bit more than that because I feel like there's parts. I, I'm gonna say this oh. is a. I'm gonna say this is a solid twenty nine point five percent here like because uh, it's good weed. Yeah. It's what we really, really want to see, you know, the NFL be. A lot of these trades, a lot of action happening, a lot of moves, you know, people getting who they want to get. And see, like you- on that aspect, too, that I'm with you because I'm basing on, like, the acting. Like, I, it's a lot of it just like, annoyed me. Well, I mean, I, I guess I'm more dealing with the storyline, but Kevin yeah. Costner's acting was on point with everything. Yeah, of Dennis course Leary. he was. Dennis Leary was on point, you know. I mean, Jennifer Gardner, you know, like you said, she's whatever. Arian oh, Foster, two thumbs down for yeah. his acting, fucking bum. <laughs> Terry <laughs> Crews should have even Terry Crews is like, oh, stop trying to be regular. You're so bad at being regular. Yeah, he's like, yeah. it's so fake. Like you should have uh, just got up and did a robot or something when he did it. Right. You know? So I'd be like, man, that's a big ass robot, you know. And then he would have got because knowing the Terry Crews we know now too, though. You know what yep. I mean? Hell yeah. Yeah. Scummy. There was some bad there there was some bad acting, but I, for the most part, I mean I like the acting that was going yeah, on. I give it that's good way, bro. Oh yeah. For the regulars. Yeah. This isn't a movie. I mean, you know, this ain't no 36% or nothing like that. I mean, if I something I think if we get over 33%, that's something that we could watch on the regular. You could throw on any time, you know, any day and, and sit through the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think draft day is one of those movies for me. It's all about the time and the place, but around the NFL draft, I always watch this movie. My bad. I'm just, I'm hell doing like all this shit. I hell, 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 I have to take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in there. <laughs> hey, hey, start, start doing all the plugs. Let me take a piss. There we go. Yep. So, uh, Ben, SSBpod.com. Um, if you guys are looking to be a podcast sponsor, so this is a grassroots podcast, you know, and we're, we're looking for sponsors. You want to get shouted out on every single pod that we do. It's in the, it's in the description of the podcast and the video. Just go check it out. It's the red circle link right at the top. Yeah. And anything $25 or more, you're going to get shouted out on every single podcast as a sponsor of the show. Cause we appreciate all you guys. What else we got going? Uh, make sure you go subscribe on YouTube, Silver Screen Breakdowns. Make sure you go subscribe on Twitter. Um, we're going to get some stuff going on Twitter as well. Uh, we'll start getting some segments and things uh, posted there. Little clips of this. And what else we got? You got to make sure you tap in on all the fantasy content that we got going on. That was one of the reasons why we did this movie in general is because of the fantasy football content that we're doing. And so, yeah, you guys got to tap in on that. Uh, for me, it's 420 Fantasy Hustler. 
uh, on YouTube and everywhere else at FF Hustler 420 on social media. And then Bogard, the GMM network, go subscribe there on YouTube. We're simulcasting all the time. He has the Playmakers joint that we're doing every Wednesday uh, evening. And then we got the news show happening every Wednesday. And uh, yeah, make sure you guys tap into those because uh, really, really good content that we're bringing you guys. Hey, listen, universe, give me money, goddammit. And more properties and more just logic and understanding. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's swimming good. And that's what it's about. I mean, you know, not the shrooming part. I mean, like everything else. And understanding and motherfucking just the conquest, whatever your conquest is. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully it's about like betterment of yourself, whatever it may be, whoever's listening to this. And you know, we got to remember the shroom epiphanies for each movie. So the shroom, big shroom epiphany for this movie is that Brian Drew is Brian Hoyer and Bo <laughs> Callahan is Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Did you ever view, don't bullshit me. Did you ever I see never, that I, I, I never put the comparison of that together ever. And I've seen this movie a handful of times. So that was because definitely. And how many times have you heard me reference like Shanahan with Brian Hoyer? In Cleveland, and then how they were like their record was. I want to, I, I should probably look that up to see if I even remember that correctly. But I always reference that that like Shanahan can make do with whoever the fuck because he's fucking seven and one with goddamn Hoyer before he tore his ACL. Because I remember watching that shit. I remember watching that shit, but there you go. On Thursday night, and, it, and I remember too, they're wearing pink. Like they had pink lining on the shit because it was, it was um, October. Yes, it was October, and it was against EJ, the EJ Manual Bills. <laughs> I just remember everything, bro. There we go. So yeah, that was the mushroom epiphany of the show. Is yeah. that Brian Drew was actually Brian Hoyer in real life, and Bo Callahan was Johnny Manziel. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? This is how ironic. Oh my god, check this out. When Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer is running with the ball when he gets hit and tears his shit. And Jimmy Garoppolo got fucked up the same way with Shanahan. Damn it. So crazy. On that note, we're out. Next movie, Blood In, Blood Out. Peace out. Vatos Locos forever, eh? Yeah.